Guess what, man? I forgot to put one of the intros in tonight. Did you forget to open it? I told because I was so excited about our guests. I've totally forgotten. <laughs> that and I'm a fanny. Take whichever doesn't one matter. you want. Don't don't try and fucking save yourself. It's fine, doesn't matter. I just I know, and we've just had a bit of a in there so that's totally my fault folks. Disney Mar is fine it's fine because we'll make up for it because we've got amazing guests okay. however we're, we're man down we're a man down <gasps> we are man down Stephen would rather go on holiday with his fucking family <laughs> than be here and do a podcast on a Sunday night we amazing guests who he is a huge fanny as well he's well, not he only a, a fanny, fanny yes. but he's a huge fan of the guests and he yeah. fucking blew it well so, his loss. His loss. Exactly. Don't talk yet. Don't talk yet. You've not been introduced yet. <laughs> and that's you. Just be rude to the guests on... There are no guests yet. Right, there are no guests. So we're allowed to be rude before we introduce the guests then. Yes. Are you dancing? I didn't know that rule. I could have used that in a few previous Oh, no, really? Is that right? Name it. Go. Go for it. No, no. Go. Do I no. name worst guests? Go. No, I can't do that. Yeah, I've got worst co-hosts. I know who that is. <laughs> well, right. let's see if you just say Stephen Maguire, right. you're safe on both fronts. Let's introduce our amazing guests. Thanks right, very much then. for coming let's here. We've got members of Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five. <laughs> to my left first, who have we got? You so had to think I, about I that, Because <laughs> I'm staring right, right down the barrel here. Left, right, left, right. Aye. I am DJ Five. And I provide the the beats and the samples and all the electronic stuff. What's your real fucking name? It is Mark. Mark, there we go. Mark. Can I DJ call Five. You Mark, or do we call you DJ Five? Well, do you know it depends. It really it's up depends to you. who it is. I, I, I my mum calls me DJ Five, and all my pals call me Mark. You know, it's like one of those ones. But <laughs> you I. That's so the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. Did you give yourself that name? No. Um, the Colonel gave me that name, I think. Actually. Well, it's fine, we can call you that then, because yeah. it's just the way I have a thing about nicknames on the show. For a couple of guests previously, I've got nicknames, and one of them gave it to himself. He's a pal of mine, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so I just refused to call him by that name because he gave it to himself. But he's he's he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. brainwashed everybody that he knows about him to call him Jay. And his fucking name's John. <laughs> yeah, you don't That's a shout out to you, John Stewart. There we go. Don't want to stroke his own ego. No, fuck no. him, no. <laughs> and staring right at me is. Yeah, I am David. And my band pseudonym is The Dejancer. I'm a percussionist and professional crowd surfer. <laughs> <laughs> so the two most fun members. Crowd surfing looks fun. I saw that. I watched some of your documentary earlier doing my oh, research. Uh, yes, uh, I just uh, getting in early, Stephen, that we did research for this. <laughs> so uh, aye, crowd surfing, that does look fun. It is, aye, aye. It's kind uh, of... You're, you're <laughs> Going out there in a wing and a prayer a lot of the time and just hoping that you're you're going to stay up. But uh, I've, I've fallen down, but a metaphor for life, you've just got to get back up again. <laughs> but your crowds are usually very lively, though, so I don't think you've got a problem when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're going to dive it. Oh, what? For two seconds, you've turned the mic away from you, David. Can you twist it around so that the AC is facing you? Aye, the flat bit. See if you just spin it just so spin the, the actual flat mic bit, itself. That's it. Uh, is that you, Better? That's it. Uh, I wondered why he, I was like that. He's a crowd surfer. He's not a front man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed a microphone. I can't, I can't get out into the crowd. <laughs> not got a cable long enough. <laughs> right. We'll try and edit that out and cut back in, but sometimes we just leave it in. Nah, just leave it. Fuck it, just leave it. It's real. It's raw. It's real. Yeah, it's comedy gold. Uh, first of all, before we get any further, where did the Condon Mustard name come from? Do we know this? Is this legend? Is this yeah, well, the the Colonel used to be in a band called the Ping Pong Banana Show. 
Right. Uh, yellow's, <laughs> yellow's been a bit of a consistent theme. And uh, he, was, he was down in Glastonbury, I think it was 1997, uh, the legendary year that Radiohead played uh, after OK Computer came out. And they, he was up at the, the Stone Circle in Glastonbury, which is the notorious hangout for a lot of people to go and um, stay and watch the sunrise, watch the sunset and all mm. that carry on. And uh, when he was there, there was a just a, a, a random who happened to blurt out that if he ever had a band, he would call them Colonel Mustard in the Dijon Five. <laughs> so the, the Colonel, and his infinite wisdom... When I I'm having that, but um, I nothing nothing happened until I think it was about two thousand and eight or something like that. Then when um, the previous band, the Ping Pong Banana Show, used to have a guy called Dave Nelson that played in the band. He was the co-singer, songwriter, main guitarist, and he he left that band after he got a phone call from Paul and the Tini to say, "Do you oh, want to come and the big time. join join my band?" Mm -hmm. So they'd been pals anyway. Right. Um, after the success of Pearl's first album, I think it was, right, I'm going to bring a own band to write, record, rehearse, tour, uh, with for the second. So nobody was going to stand in Dave's way. We're all still pals. It's mm -hmm. been great to see him obviously go on and enjoy a lot of success yeah, and have some yeah. co-songwriting credits on uh, Pearl's second and third album. So <laughs> good on him. So uh, out of the... The ashes of the ping pong <laughs> banana show rose the, the phoenix of the Dijon Phoenix, <laughs> which which there's an interesting parallel with this. Like there's kind of like a whole sort of shamanic story to it because the um, oh, I'm having this uh, <laughs> at, at, at the Stone Circle. I, I work at Glastonbury each year uh, for for Greenpeace when when, when I'm selected. And uh, I've been there three years. I'm going back again this year. Aye, I saw that on your uh, Facebook pop up. Yeah, That's yeah, cool, man. delighted. Yeah, Aye. yeah. It's uh, the Greenpeace team are a great team to be a part of, and it's brilliant yeah, to be part brilliant. of. They're just uh, the whole festival, and obviously the music's amazing. It's in, it's the 20th anniversary since Radiohead played that. So I've, I've, there's talks that they're going to be playing uh, oh, right, a yeah. very okay computer heavy set and yeah. homage to that. But um, the opening kind of. Uh, happening at Glastonbury each year is on the, the Wednesday night up the Stone Circle where they build a, a massive wooden phoenix and then set <laughs> it on fire. So the whole kind of festival itself... It's full circle from hearing all about it and now it's all back. I like these things. It's a spiritual yeah. home to you then. It definitely is, uh, very much so. So, um, there's no, so you don't get it for the sex act then, no? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what? It's a fucking reasonable question. There's a character in Cluedo and there's the sex act, which is you get a bird of Colonel Mustard. Do you know what it is, don't you? I've actually not. No, I've Do you know what it is? No. no, Bob, it's no. only you, you sick individual. <laughs> DJ5, you've heard of this. I would like to say I have, but. No! Hey, look, Bob, you're me. Dare I describe it? Dare I describe it? It's real, it's fucking real, dare I describe it? You, the, the, the guy... In for oh, a penny, in for a pound. Fuck it, the man... do this? The right. man ejaculates into the bird's eye and it causes a burning sensation and it looks like she's got a monocle, you know, you know, the Colonel Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fucking thing, Google it, Diane! I am not, I am not Googling that shit in the studio computer, man. I wouldn't like to look at your browsing crap. history. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'll check that on somebody I don't like's computer. <laughs> yeah, there's a mustard with cranberry sauce, but you can only do that like once a month. Oh, <laughs> oh, no! 
You dare oh. fucking censorship. I'm sick of the censorship in this fucking show. <laughs> Stop talking then. Well, nee. That's what happens that you kind of silence me. <laughs> so I'm going back to Glastonbury though. Have you right. been lucky enough to play it? Can you not wangle that one? Well, we we have an offer to play uh, in Shangri-La this year um, on the, the Thursday night. But if you're there's there's only there's, only f- there's a few ways you can play Glastonbury. Obviously, one of them has been a signed, established act, and then you'll get on one of the main stages. Um, you can enter the Glastonbury Emerging Talent Competition, which there's <coughs> over 5,000 applicants for that every year. That gets whittled down to a long list of 80, uh, who sh- shout out to my pal Declan Welsh in the Decadent West. They've, they've made the long aye, list. Aye. Uh, he's a uh, a, a great uh, young artist. Um, what kind of music is that he does? Declan's, he's, he's uh, just very sort of like guitar heavy, brilliant kind of in- indie music. Uh, cool, but yeah. with, uh, he, he does some spoken word. He's a very, he's a very intelligent uh, lad. A very good guest for you to have on here. Um, he's got a... I wasn't just scouting for a new guest there. I was just no, interested in seeing the kind of the competition that's in amongst this eighty. You know? yeah, I'm, I'm putting him out there for you. Uh, <laughs> I know he's got he's got a lot of good things to say. Um, he went over with some other pals uh, to play a wee festival in Bethlehem, oh, um, yeah. Palestine, and uh, that was a bit of an eye opener for him. And um, he's um, his last single single launch party was in stereo for No Passaran, which right. is the anti-fascist slogan that oh. they that they used in Spain when they were fighting against Franco mm-hmm. and, the, and the fascists, uh, which no passer on, it's, it's still still with, within sort of a anti-fascist vernacular, uh, even here in the UK. And you, when you said his name there, I was like, I know his name, I need to check that out. Um, I think he was involved with National Collective and stuff like that as well during the referendum campaign. Uh, I would imagine so. I, I think yeah. I, that's probably where I first started to spot him because I yeah. was involved with some of that stuff as well. I knew I knew his name, so I think I, I can't, I've maybe seen him or somehow connected. Mm-hmm. Bye. Good. Well, he's well, got my as well then. We're all for Declan. We're here because uh, my pal Brian Graham tagged me in a post, I think it was, or some of these comments. Uh, I don't know. If it's was it maybe, the, maybe the missing person here is a mutual friend with Brian Graham. It probably will be Stephen. Eh? Oh, right, right, He's cool. the musician, right. alleged, the alleged musician in amongst us. Yeah, eh? The missing presenter right, okay. is, is our uh, kind of musical connection. He gets about a bit. Cool. <laughs> well, well, Declan. Hopefully, I mean, if he if he reaches the shortlist, what then happens is usually about ten bands are invited to go down and play the the Pilton Village Fete, right. which is held like about a month or so before the festival itself. So you're playing a showcase gig at this wee village fete, which Pilton's the nearest wee village to the, the, where the festival is, and you're actually playing in front of Michael and Emily Evis oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and a few of the other. Judges there as well. Now, it's up to them. Really cool they, X Factor, isn't it? Is I. <laughs> one that's actually worth it. Yeah, yeah, definitely the one yeah. that you'd be you'd be pleased to be on. Um, so last year, uh, our scouse busy mates, she drew the gun. Mm-hmm. They they won it. 
Uh, so you get the op- opening slot on the John Peel stage. Nice. You get about five grand or something like that from uh, Performing Rights Society right. just to help you with recording and touring and stuff like Booze that. Booze and stuff. Yeah, uh. uh, you get plenty of that. Aye. Um, <laughs> you usually end up getting about a handful of gigs throughout the the, the whole weekend. So just really, meeting people, you know, even just networking with people and just hearing new acts and exactly. just feeling oh, shit, and then uh, getting gigs through that as well. Yep, yeah, uh, and and they've went on from strength to strength. But last year they've got a brilliant song called Poem uh, the video for it's excellent online they've got a, a young lassie um, a, a wee lassie who lip syncs along to the, right. the the lyrics of that and Steve Lamack called that the most important song of 2016 is that right yeah. uh, they, they've also got a, a very strong um political narrative running through like the song Poems about um just the, the current socio-economic state of the country based on a lot of uh, declining public services and stuff mm. like that due to ideological austerity imposed by the Tories. So, uh, mm. I will look. Lo- <laughs> Tories. Louisa mm. lo- 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 knows her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they were over in South by Southwest there as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Lamar gave him just a, an unbelievable introduction. Then he, he got her on. She was on his, uh, he does his round table mm-hmm. uh, on the, the Thursday evening, brings a panel of judges in to come in and just. Uh, chat about some of the new music that's come out that week as well so she was on that too uh, and we're going to be playing with them at Liverpool nice. Sound City next Excellent. month you've got a few festivals coming up uh, one of which I will be at Belladrum which I'm looking right. forward to Excellent. I've been before nice. a great wee festival yeah. man I we're love it we're going to strap a mic today and fling it in there and get some interviews anyway. that's what he wants me to get interviews yep <laughs> Fucking, you've got an iPhone, right? You just walk up to people and say, say something to talk about podcast and who are you, who are you, and why are you here? Or just a wee snippet and then just edit it together as a wee audio thing of Diane's trip to Belladrum. Right, well, Sounds fun, doesn't it? Ah, that's for sure. Uh, uh, I know you wouldn't hear because you're a sound fucking I freak. I was always <laughs> saying that just to make you do it. I want to hear about the festivals. Willow Man, is that the other one? Willow Man, um, well, we've got, I think we've announced from memory 10. Um, so the, the ones um, the first one up is Liverpool Sound City right. so that, that's the last right. bank holiday weekend in May and then we're going down to play Eden Festival oh, in, yeah, in Moffat Aye, yeah. that, that really is one of the best festivals in the UK is that uh, what is that? it's kind of like we, we feel like it's it's our festival in a way because right. we've played it seven years in a row <laughs> sure, yeah. but they've really supported us all. when I say our just in that they've they've really given us a platform to go from its like, smallest wee um, stage in Rabbi's Tavern then up into the Furry Chillum tent and, oh, right, right. and on to another stage that they've got the Melodrome and have I you think been there for day one sort of thing have you been there uh, when, when I think this you... is either it's eighth or it's ninth year so we've not been there right, right. from the start but Pretty close. More or less, aye. And uh, we we have a sort of regular Sunday afternoon slot now on the main stage, and this year we're playing before Disco Legends Boney M. <laughs> oh, yes, that's Right, by the rivers of oh. Eden. You're, you're, I, I, oh, I, no, I don't like Boney M at all. Do you like Boney M, aye? 
I, I have to say I do. I mean, we we How used to we used to go. It's that song. It's such nonsense. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. it makes me cringe when I hear it. Do you know what? It, it puts me in mind that house parties when I was wee. I think. Right. You know, it's just like a real cringy feeling as soon as I hear that and, and see all the, the voices when they do the harmonies. Oh fuck! I sense shivers up myself. I, I wasn't <laughs> a seventies child, but I look back on. Me neither. I was. I'm saying we were, my my childhood must be way out of date. I was just like mid eighties. Right. This is this is my mid drunk family. You know, and I'd dragging fucking old LPs and sticking bony M on and stuff. You know, I, I just look back though, like in the seventies and the whole disco and funk and all of that. Like that's uh, that's yeah. just uh, I would have I would have been happy if I'd have been grown up and that was like the music that I was listening to. <laughs> so, and no, the music was, was well, a like, lot of fun in the seventies. As, as the seventies yeah. child here, I'm going to say mm. that music was great fun yeah. in the seventies, man. Do you think Led Zeppelin are a disco band? Sorry? Do you think Led Zeppelin are, are really a disco band? I think they're secretly a disco band. No, no, no. Do you know? I think they're secretly a disco band with Bob, a rock you're never going to convince anybody of this. <laughs> I know you're well, going to convince well, people of it, but here's it's the not thing. happening. Right, talk, talking of disco then, do you yeah. think Pink Floyd are a disco band? No, I just think they're shite. Right, okay. Well, well, well Sizzle Sisters try to make them a disco band. Well, he, well here's the thing, right? They're, they're only number one. They're only UK number one and I'll break in the wall part two. Bob Ezrin, the producer of The Wall, uh, they went out one night and he's like, right, what, what, what kind of music he's listening to and stuff like that. And uh, he took them, he says, right, this is this is the music that people are, are listening to a lot and it just so mm-hmm. happened to be disco. So um, that <coughs> that apparently prompted Dave Gilmore to go away and come up with the, the guitar riff. Because <laughs> if you listen to just the guitar riff in isolation, Actually, that's a like classic I'm, disc riff. I'm, I'm doing it in my head now. You're totally right. So it's not as mental as you think, you see? These rock giants are stealing for disco. Well, I think... I've been working before disco. I hated this illusion as well, Bob. Well, so were Pink Floyd. Maybe they introduced... Maybe they fucking... Maybe it's their fault then! Pink Floyd and their original lineup were in Studio Two in 1967 in Abbey Road recording Piper at the Gates of Dawn when the Beatles were in Studio that, One recording Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Is that Which is having some kind of anniversary this year, is it not? Are we, 50, not, are we not getting super duper versions out and stuff like that? I'm sure there'll be a lot of. Uh, I think it was the first of June that came out, was it? So. Was it? Well, Bella Drum's theme this year, if you didn't know, Diane, is um, the Summer of Love. Mm. That's but, right, I'd forgotten that's right, it's Steve uh, actually. So uh, they, they're inviting everybody to get their caftans and uh, oh, they dress like happy day, on and Definitely. Bob, I dress like no. hippie quite often. It's know, not really that much a stretch of no, imagination. Like a, like, for me. like a time capsule version. You need to like, have the, the long hair wig and the fucking daisy chain hair and all that I've stuff. Got you a need long to, all hair that wig. stuff. I, 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 just, just for you, Bob. It's now a video thing you're doing now, then. Oh, <laughs> 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 We're fully encouraging it. <laughs> there you I go. know. Yes. I know that's the thing. Is, I, I get that. We're oh. all about the peace, love, and mustard. What we'll do is then is I will. The peace, don, love, and mustard. I'll don my special yellow hippie outfit uh, when I come go. and see Even Colonel Wester. Do you know your time actually? Um, Any idea of that? The, they've still to be confirmed. Right, cool. Well, I no doubt I'll find out but definitely we'll be along. That's the name of the episode, Peace, Love and Mustard. <laughs> Fair enough. That'll do. Yeah. Great title. See, you've made it quite early though, Bob. I mean, that's 20 minutes in. What if one of us gets an even better sound bite between well, now we'll and change the end? It. That's the fucking beauty of podcasting. It's just, it's just ever gone. Totally fluid. Totally exactly. so, so don't edit me then. Go, go with the floor. <laughs> so I was thinking, what, what, I was I read the thing that Diane sent me with all the the bio that you've got. What it was obviously musical influences and stuff. What are the influences that you have then? 
Oh, we'll fling it to fucking DJ Five. DJ Five. Why are you quiet? Are you Why are you on your phone? Well, I'm actually just checking. It. I'm just. Are you checking the dates I'm making sure the date. I was making sure the dates and stuff. Are okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't always remember all the festivals. I say I usually have to refer to my phone. I've, I've accepted that. Yeah. I've accepted the robots have one. I've subcontracted. <laughs> <laughs> I've subcontracted ninety nine percent of my thinking out to technology. <laughs> I think. I mean the influences that that everybody brings to the band is quite diverse and unique. Mm. That in the way that. Myself, I'm from a dance music background, so I, I grew up, you know, when my sort of musical awakenings were happening, it was more in the rave culture. Right, right, okay. Um, in the kind of early 90s. Um, you look too young. Oh, I've had a good life. Good for you! Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 40 this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I progressed from that, and obviously, you know, Guitar Heroes came out and whatnot in terms of Oasis and, and whatnot, and I, I kind of latched on a wee bit of that, but I gravitated back to, let's say, underground house music, um, then in the kind of late 90s, kind of early noughties sort mm -hmm. of thing, um, and listened to a lot of like, like underground labels like Defected um, and whatnot. And it, it kind of evolved from there. I'd always liked disco. I mean, disco was okay because there was a, a there was a sort of bridge over. There was a crossover at times where you got some really really good disco tracks mm -hmm. that were house tracks as well. Right. You know, you had obviously like um, DJs like uh, Frankie Knuckles and and you know sort of and the DJs that I grew up with like sort of Roger Sanchez and, and whatnot who were were really really good at doing that sort of whole crossover thing. And that took me then down onto bands like Chic and you know oh, right, uh, right, like, yeah. like that. Is it the beat that is it the disco beat that's easy to move to a dance thing? I th I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's relatable across a lot of you know a, a lot of genres, but there's something that just strikes a chord with me that's that that just seems quite I don't know easy like primitive, so easy to, right. to to hold on to, and you know, and then when you're DJing in front of crowds, I mean, I've been DJing for about twenty years now, mm -hmm. um, you know, in clubs, nightclubs, um, you know, bars, Do you ever fuck with a crowd? Do you ever walk them? Do you ever like fuck with them? Do you ever like put on something and oh, then you aye. build them, you build them up, you build them, you go, ah, fuck you, and just take them back down again? Uh, black lace. Yeah. Black lace are a seminal influence in our band, as, <laughs> as, as the Colonel says. The Colonel and I uh, started primary one together. Uh, props going on that I believe Black Lace were quite a fan of uh, as well, yeah. that you guys. We were realize. actually talking about seeing if it would be possible to even get them to support us. <laughs> Uh, I was one something. of them though in the news recently for something untoward oh tell us right, tell us Google Google Google, Google. Google. Uh, chat, I'll Google this is Diane's other right. amazing talent she, her, her Google fingers go and they did they come to mustard someone you shouldn't have <laughs> 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 no well I think that you know, when I was DJing, I was always quite a kind of honest DJ, I think, oh, in that yeah, respect, yeah. because you've got a lot of, you know, places that I've DJed before in the past, there's a lot of kind of high-profile places in Glasgow and whatnot, mm -hmm. where crowds are really harsh critics, you oh, know? Cool. And, and the harsher the critics, the harder it is for you to kind of essentially keep your job on a Saturday right. night, do you know what I mean? So you, you would really have to kind of think, put, think about what you were doing and it was all meticulously planned and mm -hmm. you know I used to uh, buy records from uh, 23rd Precinct on Bass Street mm -hmm. um, I remember it yeah, yeah. Um, that was a total lifestyle you know you would go yeah. in you would get your wages at the end of the month and you'd go and blow £200 on vinyl um, and be absolutely you know, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't to can't wait to get into the club on a Saturday night to mm. you know sort of get them played and whatnot. so you know so that, that sort of influence in that genre is what you know, my snippet is what I brought to 
to the band as you know sort of my yeah. offering really and what we do is sort of intertwine and, and weave that into, mm. into the what do you think about 20 years later everybody's now spending 200 quid on vinyl again and the vinyl know, is back now how is a DJ who worked it before you obviously worked on vinyl through digital now are you back to vinyl again you do that and I've never been away from vinyl I mean, yeah. I, I, good man good man I, that's it you know you got to always stick oh. to you know you got to be a purist you know and I think that uh, I bought a set of twelve tens when, as soon as I could afford the set, which was was quite a while into my, my sort of DJing experience. But um, I would go out tomorrow and spend two hundred pound on vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, it really the, the whole thing. So it never went away for you. No, never. Mm-hmm. Uh, Technically, it never did go away. No. I was always still buying vinyl. It just got harder to find, find. for a while. That yeah. was the problem with it. But now vinyls. Now it's I, I was reading yeah. an article that I shared a wee while ago, and um, I think it's vinyls had. Double digit percent growth for the last eight years. Yeah. It's the fastest growing format uh, over them all at the minute. It, technically, it's the fastest. Is it growing. just a simple fact that quality just wins now? Just people just just understand what quality is, and that's well, why they get no it. There's no doubt. It does. It does sound better. Um, I think. <clears throat> I think. Um, there's maybe just a sort of wider appreciation that people maybe want something a bit more tangible now. Like uh, we've, yeah, we've had definitely. the internet has has clearly revolutionised so many things in so many ways. Um, but doesn't matter what you say. Like music is art, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's somebody's creation, and it kind of detracts a little. Like you put a lot. Even obviously at our end, like we we put a lot of thought into our artwork and yeah. we engage with brilliant artists like uh, Marcus Rayner, you know, his oh, at uh, Notorious Gasoline Company yep. and yeah. stuff like that. And Something I wanted to say is we we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Ed Sheeran when he released his album, right? Yeah. And we kind of spoke about the state uh, music industry. And I'm an old school kind of purist guy as well. Not so much vinyl. I've got vinyl and stuff like that, but I'm happy with a CD. The tangible thing is it. Mm. But I always think an album is a sacred thing. Yeah. It's like the track listing is, a, is there for a reason. Yeah. The artists put that together and they didn't put, you know, this song after that song because it was just a fucking what happened. It was exactly. the order that came in. There's a reason for it. What do you think of the whole fact that people can just go on and they can flood the charts now with anything, but there's no such thing as an album progression anymore. People go, oh, that's track five, let's see what that sounds like. That yeah. was no bad, let's see what track ten sounds like. It, it, I always thought the whole point in listening to an album is going from start to finish exactly. and getting an appreciation of yep. what the album is. I've never played one album on Shuffle. Um, <laughs> I've just for a long time, I didn't even know where, where the Shuffle button was on Spotify. <laughs> Um, what, which I do use a lot. When you go to an album, you press play at one, and that's it. So yeah, shuffling yeah. an album is wrong. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's just weird. No. Um, I mean, where where we at, and a, a lot of our uh, our peers, and even like loads of the bands that we love, who who are like unsigned bands as well, and like all just creating our own scenes and stuff like that, and supporting one another. The charts doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Yeah. Like, I didn't know until someday. Um, I still don't know if I've heard a Justin Bieber song. Oh, no, actually, he had one. It was really no bad, and Ed Sheeran wrote it. <laughs> I, I don't have a television. And um, you know uh, Ed Sheeran, didn't you, DJ Five? You fucking jammed some of his mixes, didn't you? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm right Bieber. on top of that. Uh, some, yeah, somebody yeah, mentioned yeah. that he had, he had what was it, sixteen of the top no, twenty was, positions no, or something. It might, it must, it might have been, yeah, but it was definitely nine out of record. ten. Yeah, Nine out of ten. Fucking Coldplay were the only other ones. Right. See that that just typifies the whole nonsense, though. That you know, <laughs> it's the Coldplay uh, it's, bit that takes you over the edge. Uh, on that uh, one. It's just it's <laughs> crazy, absolutely crazy. I think that if the kids of today 
experienced the way that, that music was for us, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I think they would have so, a, a much better experience out of it. You know, why it's disposable. Why they they dumber? Is that why it's Well, happening? It's, been, it's been rammed down their throats by record companies, them, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, that... Idiocracy. Mm. Oh, yes, I have. It's out of date now. It's, it's, it's like watching a documentary that was made about 10 years ago and watching that film now. We've spoken about that movie a couple of times on this show. It's fucking I think, terrifying. Uh, you, you look at, I mean, ultimately, like, media is propaganda, isn't it? and you look at it's billionaires own, I mean, the scum, without even mentioning its name, is a classic example. You have a billionaire Australian telling the, the idiots who are stupid enough to believe the lies that that rag prints <laughs> to leave Europe or uh, wh- whatever their narrative was like, around it. But, um, Kai, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a sad indictment that when you see just the absolute bullshit that's printed in some of them that people are still buying them. People do still buy them and we get information from them. And one of the bits of information I have just got from a newspaper <laughs> online yeah, is that I think you'll be able to get black lace, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that difficult because he's no longer out the pokey. What did he do? He was jailed for six months for £24,000 worth of benefits fraud, oh. claiming he was disabled whilst still performing with black lace. So I think he might need a gig or two. I think he might be all right. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. That's He's Were they the band that did that, that Superman song? Yeah. Yeah, oh, aye. 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 It was. Comb your hair. Wash your face. <laughs> 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 Don't bring them back. <laughs> and then the bagpipes came in. <laughs> Superman! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they oh, haunted so many Butlins holidays. I have just had horrible flashbacks to primary school discos. Yeah. That's for that. You from. couldn't perform all those moves whilst you're still claiming disability. <laughs> 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 exactly, <laughs> that Superman move, that's what got oh. that's, that's the one in court that nailed Do you them. really want that to open for you, really? Fucking hell, my God. Oh, no, we went no, do you know, see, party the, the, the thing is, it's, like, it's, it's just it is all it's about the comedy uh, for us as well. Yeah, it's uh, I, I say a lot of people uh, focus focus us to describe ourselves, and, and that's obviously sometimes quite a, a difficult thing. Like mm-hmm. coming along to a gig and experiencing it is 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 gives you a better idea of like what mm. we're all about. But um, I mean. In, in many ways, like we have our, we've all got our stupid pseudonyms. I mean, Aye, some of them are amazing. Who's Aye, Queef? Who's Queef Latina? Queef, queef, queef La- <laughs> That's the best name Aye. I read today. Queef, queef Latina is uh, Chris, uh, one of our guitarists, and the other guitarist is Art Duke Mortimer. Winthrop. One one for Chester. The Marquis of Denmark. <laughs> so. Well, if, if you're taking it seriously, then you're missing the point. <laughs> I think so. Uh, how many is the is this a constant collective or is it flexible? The the, the Dijon five seven nine. Well, we're down. <laughs> we're down to. Um, we we went to we played Zandari Festa in Seoul oh, in right, South that's, Korea. That's the South Korea one. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Well, we we had that on the books here. You're jumping ahead. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say we took thirteen of the band, the Colonel, ah, in, right. in twelve Dijons over there. <laughs> uh, we our 
Oh, main lineup last year also included another couple. We also had uh, Minchuk McMungus, <laughs> who was uh, another one of our sax players. So we, we used to have three sax players. Uh, mm. I think uh, the Barry Alto and tenor, tenor saxes. So um, that's like Glenn Miller's collection. That's no bad. Aye. So um, so the Minchuk McMungus is also the campaign's manager I think for Oxfam so oh, uh, yeah. she's, she's just going to be too busy this year with yeah. weddings and holidays and work so she says right I'll maybe just like play like, a, a Glasgow gig or something but I can't commit to everything else mm. so um, and we've also got a uh, Bongo Gorilla mm. um, who plays um, the congas and <laughs> No more say something else. Bongos. Violin. Play the triangle. No, I play the triangle. Sorry, man, I'm absolutely your thunder. That's my main. It's very territorial, but that triangle. Should have brought the triangle tonight. I could have given you an exclusive solo. I've got one in here. You can get your tambourine if that's any. Should do this with the triangle. So, Bongo Gorilla usually just comes in for some of the festivals. And, and the big gigs as well. Yeah. So I think this year um, we've, we've got 13, but it has been a very uh, fluid and dynamic collective. So Carlo Mustard isn't exactly a Kevin Rowland type figure where he's like, he's like, this is who you are and you're doing this and this is your name and you'll play that. And so he's not like a dictator sort of thing. And He's a benevolent dictator. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He, he's a colonel. Oh, clearly. He's yeah. a colonel. He asks you for your idea and then steers you onto his way of thinking, kind of subconsciously. You know? So he says, What about this? And you go, Oh, yeah, that sounds alright. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's done well over the years. Um, on the Facebook page, where when we've listed band members, there's a, there's a whole host of them on there that have all contributed something in mm -hmm. some way. And, and we link to. So there is members of the Dij universe as well that are out with that. Of course, yep, yep. The the six Dijon as we call them, the beautiful brothers and sisters that come along and and join the party with us because we try and make like, um just like oh, the fifty anniversary of going back to the, the, the summer of love and they had mm -hmm. all these happenings that, that that went down and we're just bringing a lot of like minded people together and people were forming collectives and bouncing ideas off one another and stuff like that and uh I actually even got a message for somebody the other day just to say that he, he's he's met his his future wife at one of our gigs. Is that right? Uh, and we've had a couple of the the sixties on Tom and Lou. Um, Tom proposed to Lou on stage at Bella Drum last year. All right. And do you think um, any of them will cast O'Connor Mustard or Mrs. after this show? After oh, they hear about no, this? Oh no! Can we listen to no you comment. may have a Colonel Mustard gig, you may as well come from Mustard Hut. <laughs> no oh. comment. I just, I just wanted to jump could you bring us in bowls of Diane? Bowls of Diane? Bowls of water, Diane? Because I forgot. Right, okay, don't Thank you. So, uh, Tom and Tom and Lou are getting married at Kelburn Garden Party right. this year. Uh, so, there's going to be this other, the first six Dijon wedding at a festival that we are playing. <laughs> And uh, we're going to be there playing as well, so I'm looking forward to that. How did you get tied in with Gav Mitchell? Well, that started, we, when the Clotha Bar was supposed to reopen. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you, Diane. Do I chance to have another cup of, tea, cup of tea, Diane? Just milk, wouldn't it? Yes, please, yeah. Thank you. No, I'm okay. So, um, yeah, we, we'd been booked to to headline the Clutha Trust Festival. Right. So they shut Clyde Street just next to it for that. Uh, I think it was maybe May 
2014 or something like that. And the compare, one of the compares was Gavin, Mm -hmm. and he hadn't seen or heard of us before then, and just absolutely loved us. Gavin's, he's an amazing actor, he's Scottish acting actor, legend. Yeah. Uh, Bobby the bartender, most famously. For yes. him. I, think he's, yep. he's, I think he's better than that part. He's though. been he's in films with Robin Williams uh, and many other. Uh, he, he sent sent me sent me a video for other comedy stuff that he's done Aye. way back, and oh, it was brilliant. He's just, just done a film. He's just done a film. Naked hasn't he? Soup or Naked Yes. I, I lo- that was a the one with the policeman that goes in. Have you seen the one and the policeman goes in to uh, teach the children road safety? <laughs> I can't. I just remember loving no. that. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Thingy, the, the, the still game guys were on it as well. Oh, were they really? Right. Aye. I'm sure it was called Naked Soup, but there's some Aye, great sketches right. in it, man. Great uh, stuff. I've got a Gav story on here. We had the thing he he was hanging out at the same time when we were hanging about with the Sensation Alex Harvey band, and I just kind of knew him for like in that. And uh, me and a producer person was in the Oran Moor one Saturday night. And he came in, he was just like, all right, Bob, how's it going? I've seen a couple of, uh, they had a couple of drinks. He wasn't he drunk or anything like that, you know? And we started talking about acting, right? And he immediately, we- he turned into like the most loud, obnoxious, fucking drunk guy you've ever seen. And you're like, hey, I'm pretty! <laughs> and and I, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to remember the actual story. I was trying to remember it the day, and I'm positive he was stoning in the middle. The place was Saturday night, it was fucking packed. He was stunning windmill punching an imaginary guy going, yeah, bastard! Right? Fucking drinks flying everywhere and that. And I was thinking, was he, was he acting before? Is this, <laughs> I, I didn't even understand it, right? And then he came back and, and he snapped back. All these, all these people were all watching, going, oh, it's fucking Bobby the bartender. He's kicking off, you know? And then he immediately snapped back and goes, right, what was I saying? And I was like, it took me a bit to process. I think, what the fuck happened then? What did it do? Aye, but it was, it was absolutely mental. He was, men- he was he's mental, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Very, very funny guy. Um, I, so that, that was the first time he'd seen us and he just absolutely loved yeah. it and we, we just we became pals from there. And, uh, he's in a couple of the videos he's in. Uh, uh, we, we, got him, we got him in. So the, the These Are Not The Drugs You're Looking For video, yep. we were kind of like spoofing Star Wars a wee bit with that. Aye. These Are Not The Droids You're Looking For, obviously. <laughs> and uh, But we were also kind of like the, there was the, the narrative through that was Bobby was kind of like the the master and apprentice type role. <laughs> so Bobby was the master and the colonel was the apprentice, and we just created this the cult of the chicken. We called it. <laughs> so we went up to the site house stone circles on one of the the eclipse days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Filmed some of the scenes there. Um, Bobby's Airways, Big Link, Druids, Robon and stuff like that. And he was kind of like passing on the power of the Dijon <laughs> to the Colonel. <laughs> and uh, and then we had like, some really great festival footage in that from ah, Eden Festival in Kelvin Garden Party. Uh, and then we, we got him to come in and do uh, the International Sex, Sex Hero yeah. video. Yeah. So <clears throat> we... We were first introduced to the ICW, Mark Dallas and DCT, mm-hmm. uh, through that because somebody tagged us in a post online ages ago. And DCT, so our, our music's out there. Like we've got a publishing company that people can use it. 
music's been played on Hollyoaks and Sky Sports <laughs> and stuff like that and just some weird and wonderful places Aye. through that publishing deal. That's amazing, eh? Aye, I know. So uh, DCT clearly he heard of us or heard of heard that somewhere and thought, right, well, actually, well that's that's my kind of like wrestling um, title, the International Sex Hero. Aye. He started using that as his entrance song Aye. and then someone tagged us in that and said, oh, do you know that you're being used in the wrestling? And then we, we reached out and we, beca we became pals with DCT. So the... Did you, know open? did you know play live? Did you know play live? Uh, we did, that? aye. So the, the ICWs went from strength to strength it's as amazing, well. Eh? Aye. Uh, one of the, probably the, the greatest from nothing to selling out the hydro <laughs> entertainment stories <laughs> in the history of Scotland. Hill a couple of years ago. I know, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and, and hats off to them. Like, they've put an incredible amount of time and effort into it and deserve all the success that they've had and will continue to... To, to, to get uh, no doubt Somebody's ended up in the ring as well did you know aye well I, I, yeah, I got yeah, bruised ribs is this I, I, really were you in a DJ yeah yeah well, and, um, that was after the, the, the Cliff of Trust festival ah, like, right. we, we went in and I flew off the top turnbuckle and tried to clothesline <laughs> uh, did you have any training before this none, none just, whatsoever just from watching WWF when you were uh, aye yeah. that's that's, <laughs> that's that. what you need that's what you need and then, don't listen to that don't try this at home shit <laughs> we kind of backed off and somebody took my disco helmet off to crack <laughs> DCT and Grado in the face with it right. and then I was at the side and then um, Viper she then came in to protect them she jumped in she started welling his clotheslining and kicking us all at the ring so she kicked me a couple of times uh, I, I went down on the ground to roll out underneath the, the bottom rope and she just came over and booted me uh, right out she uh, meant that she meant they, they did that see wrestlers see when like other people get into the ring they fucking you know, we, we extra oh, we extra back. Back. No, no. I thought I'd broken ribs but it turned out they were just severely bruised it's I'm a huge wrestling fan I know, I, I've no caught up with ICW much you know but right. I've not actually been watching wrestling much recently but Huge wrestling fan, and so see when you see all the documentaries and that, they, they're sick to death of people saying it's fake. Yeah, you, you, so see as soon as anybody jumps into the ring, like a fan or something like that, they get fucked up, big style, <laughs> no good, <laughs> stamped on their head, is fucking because they just don't. They want you to know, listen, there's there's a real element to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was quite good. Was uh, did you watch World of Wrestling at Christmas? Did you? Watch, no, I never uh, seen it. Grado came. And came Grado won it. Grado won the belt, and I said to my mum. I kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just remember running into the ring and just, just starting to flurry this guy because we get taught the, taught the proper wrestling punch, obviously before we went in and uh, really taught. What did they tell you? How did, how did they? Uh, that you, what do you need to do? With it? You, you do it with the heel of your hand. Right, right. You do it that, you do it that way. Um, so you don't scratch their eyes. No, no, and and it wasn't like swing and miss by an inch, you know. It was uh, like it's like you got to make contact. They're big tough need, fucking people. They, they need, they need to hear the, the skin on skin slap. slapped. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, I love it when they kick somebody. They all they hit their, their thigh with the other horn. Uh, yes. So see when they kick with the left, they hit their right thigh, so that slap. when they, it's like the slap actually <laughs> makes the sound of the, them kicking them in the, in the chin when they're yeah. like fucking eight inches away from them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. So I told my mum that I had uh, I had already beat up the <laughs> the champion of the world of wrestling. <laughs> She was quite impressed. Good stuff. <laughs> Bob, uh, yes. Tolls, I you get your oh. phone in with you. I do, aye. Right, well, I get Stephen to phone you in. He's on, he's oh, messaging me here. For fuck's sake. He's, uh, he's itching to get on. Is he really? <laughs> uh, well, tell him to phone you. Tell him to thing me. Tell him to. Um, there's WhatsApp with WhatsApp. That's secure, isn't it? That's nice and secure. 
I trust yeah, me. We're going to fucking broadcast it, you dick. What does it matter? Don't worry, government reading it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had an ethical hacker on here before, and he told me all, he told us all the shit, all the kind of apps that are safe and the browsers that you should be using. What's that? One of the safe ones, isn't it? WhatsApp is, aye, yeah, that's the one on the fucking terror issues, so I hope it's safe, eh? <laughs> tell me, thing me through WhatsApp. Right, tell me do it through WhatsApp. Right, I'll do that now, so keep an eye on your phone. Right, because Stephen, uh, he he brought you to the attention of me. Right. And uh, mentioned on the show as well, it was like we were talking, uh, the first couple of episodes we had, it was all kind of more music orientated because that's what Stephen does and all, all a couple of the guests we had on were more kind of musos and stuff. And we're talking about the Glasgow music scene, the Scottish music scene, obviously you came up in it. And uh, we had Kirsty Harvey on here as well, who's brilliant. She's a huge fan of yours as well. She knows the Colonel's wife, I think. Aye, I know Kirsty. Do you know Kirsty? Yeah. Aye, she was on the show and stuff as well. So so your names have been have been mentioned on Hi, here. Hi, Kirsty. Aye, shout out Kirsty. And Stephen uh, tagged a couple of people in one of the videos for you. It was, what was the song? I can't remember. It was, uh, How Many Many's Are Too Many Many's, right? And he said, if the Beastie Boys had recorded and released this with their American accents, it would be fucking huge. Nice. <laughs> 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 or the Beastie Boys. Aye, I know, there you go, right? So that, and that, that was a kind of, I think it was a kind of good my head. Cheers, man, huh? Nice one. Aye, I, I, I put a post on, on my own Facebook a while ago, and it was, um, Whatever, whatever that was, maybe what, 25 years on, I would now like to publicly say sorry to any um, Mercedes, BMW or <laughs> Volkswagen owners in, in the yeah. summer of 1989 when I went on a, a car sign stealing spree around North Lanarkshire. Did <laughs> uh, Stephen know of one of them as well? Did you I... tell some story in the podcast about getting caught with Volkswagen Rooney's neck or something like fucking that? Fucking badges now. As a result of the Beastie Boys. But do you know, after it, it generated, stimulated a lot of uh, interest and conversation and quite a few people were then commenting, commenting below, actually, I would like to apologise for the <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> the Beastie Boys have a lot to answer for, along with being cool. one of the greatest rap bands of all time. Mm. What about yourself, DJ5? Are you into that kind of whole hip-hop? DJ yeah, scene as yeah. well. Um, I was a big Public Enemy fan back at, right. uh, in school. Likewise, um, eh? I mean, obviously, you know, NWA and whatnot, but, um, but yeah. Did I, you I, see a Straight Outta Compton movie? Would you think of that? I have, no, I, I, I didn't watch it. I've not seen it either. Have you? Know? No, no, fuck, I'm a movie guy, so there's no point in that conversation uh, then. Fucking. No, I'm not a bit, I have to say, I don't watch a lot of movies that much anymore, and uh, I've not owned a TV since 2012. Why no? Do you know what you're Why missing? Not? This fucking Netflix is amazing. <laughs> you seen this on Netflix for fuck's sake? I've got Netflix on my laptop on the nah, tablet. There you go, there you go, I've been watching the Neil deGrasse Tyson new Cosmos. Oh, this is fucking him. He's Serious. such a dick. This is all his stuff. This is what he's into. All right, I couldn't care less about none of that shit. And he's fucking, <laughs> he is knee deep in the cosmos. Oh, right, right, yeah, fucking oh, knee deep. Stephen, right? Yeah, aye. You need to clarify when you go him who you're talking about. Bob. Oh, sorry. Right. I'm just. Oh, right, sorry. I thought he was talking about himself in the third person. I had no idea who he was babbling about there either. I was like, what's he going on? But I get you now. Aye. Got a split. You know, maybe he's got a split persona like all of us exist? in the band. I <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 we're calling me Tory Bob. They were fucking calling me that. Right. Just because of some views that I had apparently lined up with some fucking, I don't know, because Diane's... Yeah, any fucks on it? Is that what it is? No, I'm not. 
I'm a fucking humanitarian. I love animals. I'm, I'm, I'm How many a, do you eat on a weekly is, basis? I'm a vegetarian. Are you? I, I'm, I'm, <gasps> Bob, I'm, you're a fucking liar. You are not a vegetarian. I'm three quarters vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I eat meat when I get pizza. He'll eat five a day. Oh, Listen, man. I eat meat when I have like a pizza, which is like once a month. Right. Because I'm on a fucking weird diet where I don't eat meat and stuff. Tomato sauce doesn't thing. count as one of your five a day, by the way. <laughs> I don't eat tomato oh, sauce. Shit, does it know? You, you couldn't be a pro Trump. Fan and, and not eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, let's, Sally let's be honest. Nicely done. You're so outnumbered the night, Bob. You're about to crush What's this? you. What is this? I'm getting, I'm getting some tattoos. What's the tattoos? Well, I don't like John Lennon. What's all, the A? All we need is tea. Oh, what is uh, it? I don't get it. Uh, it's John Lennon's uh, oh, right, self, self portrait caricature. Is that what that means, though? I don't know. I don't I know what the symbols his are. Brand. Oh, no. That's his brand. <laughs> that's his brand. Yes, <laughs> 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 What's right? So we've got a green. Is that a peace sign? Greenpeace. Greenpeace, love. Love. Anarchy. Yeah. And John Legend, imagine. Uh, so, Jean, so Greenpeace loves anarchy. Are they not peaceful? Fuck's sake. No, well, the oh, thing is, right, see... Man, all that disruption of boats and let, whalings let, let, and chaining themselves to oil rigs, that's anarchy, man. <laughs> I'm let's have a wee discussion about etymology, right? So the, the mean, <laughs> meaning of the word anarchy comes right. from the Greek anarchos, which means without ruler. Right. So it's it's kind of... Like the, the true meaning of anarchy see, is... This is the thing. See the left and the right, I think, we meet on a lot of things as well, because we don't, I, don't, I don't want government either. I don't, I don't, even, want I don't government. I don't even believe... Like, I mean, that's just... That's... To split even left and right is automatically... To dividing people. Divide and yeah. rule. I'm not a fan. And that's Listen, dividing rule has been views, the modus operandi. I want to clarify something here. I see my views that I've got, like, just in general, they've never changed, but apparently now I'm a fucking righty. I don't know. I don't get it. It's just everything else changes around about you sometime and you don't. I, I, I'm for. I, I'm for. I don't want. This is what I think, right? I want less government. I want less people telling us what to do. I want free speech for everybody. I want to be able to say stuff. I believe that in recent years, censorship has been coming for the left far too much. And that's how what can that like. be though? The left haven't been in charge for how many years? <laughs> that's, that's a valid point. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even, 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 even the left, left has no there's censorship is coming for left groups, anytime there's speech that's getting <laughs> shut down, as? well, any, any, anytime a comedian gets shut down for saying something that's controversial. It's left groups that are saying you need no, but that's, safe that's, spaces that's, and all that shit. That, that's just opinions. But I mean, let, let's 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 go straight to legislation. Who makes legislation? The House of Commons, then the House of Lords, ratified by Queen's assent. So ultimately, she sticks her sovereign seal and everything. Mm. So if it's legislation that becomes a an, an act of a statutory instrument and an act of Parliament, it's only that that shuts down that that legally shuts down mm. something provided you give it your consent to do so mm. so everything else is just opinion so wait th 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 uh, there's not been why can you not say why can you not say why is it as soon as somebody says anything then uh, th that's remotely kind of ag against not even against but just a joke just uh, uh, it's hard for me to grab ex examples of this most of it's American stuff that I, that I hear but it just seems a lot of censorship is coming through the left groups because it's, all, it's a lot of feminism as well, because if anybody makes a joke or says anything about a woman that's in remotely derogatory at all, then that person, somebody, they lose their job because of it. Is that not a bit much when it comes to stuff like that? No? Well, it depends on... It's only words, I, 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 See, 
I, I hear what you're saying, right? Man. Yeah, I've, I've right, had them. Um, but they shouldn't they get people fired. But they get people hired, so why not? Oh, that's that, a dumb... That's, no, but, no, but that's for words the reason, are really yeah, powerful. That's just so, so dumb. It's not that. It's if words have the power to... No, if somebody like somebody gets, Martin Luther no. King can give a speech that is just words about having a dream, and that speech becomes one of the most like famous words spoken. Powerful drives on uh, civil rights movements for years and years and years. If words can be as powerful in that way, how can they not hurt as much? We've had also had dictators who have stirred things up with words and hate speech. So, yes, you you absolutely can hurt with words. Well, I, I think... But, but should but again, it, being said, that's again, what my point is. Again, again, it comes back to individual freedom of expression and personal choice in that, essentially, all sensory data, even words, right, is, is technically neutral. Mm. Right, because it's our perceptions. Yeah, yeah it's the meanings we put. Right, context, context, context is deep. Right, you, you could you could take you could take you could splice Martin Luther King's famous speech with a famous speech by Hitler. Right, yeah. well, it's just as a, as an extreme example, and take the the odd and the even words from each of them and put it together and create a completely new speech. Now, those words are then just going to be randomised gibberish. Mm -hmm. They've came from two of the most powerful speeches, from two of the most powerful orators of all time. But it's until us as a receiving entity that we actually take in those words and then decide what we want to do with them. That's that's then what changes everything. That's what turns words into actions. I, I do agree with you in a way that, that words... Um, that, that there is there's too much offence to mm -hmm. words... Would I be, think there just is. I think we live in a, a very. I think we live in a culture where uh, people are very, very quick to be offended. What too quick Peter, to be offended. Peter Tatchell's a good example. This is in the song "Is Gay Icon." And yeah, he, 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 he gave us that exclusive voiceover uh, at the beginning. Cool, we it? have that lined up. Well, uh, we're can we play it that? in? Um, on you go. The start of that. Uh, you'll just hear it? it roughly. I'll play it in. Yeah, I. Same-sex marriage is an idea whose time has come. It's all about love, love between two people who happen to be of the same gender. It's also about democracy, the right of everyone to be equal before the law. The ban on same-sex marriage is discrimination. It must go. We're not going to end the show with that. Now you tell me. Stop playing it through. Yeah, I'm trying to casually fade it out. You're <laughs> casually fading out. So He's a good example, I think. Yes, he said a very key thing there, which I was just about to say, rather synchronously, and in, in that sometimes someone comes along and says something, and it, and it's, it is just essential. It's an idea whose time has come. There are, there are certain things where they call them paradigm shifts, where so much evidence becomes overwhelming that it just becomes an accepted thing that enough people say, actually, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. like, quite clearly that was wrong. Let's change that and do something do something right. But um, I think in many ways the, there are just some... Who's he no eating alive by the left, though, when he came out against that bakery? He was eating alive. He was called transphobic and racist and everything because he came out and he said you shouldn't be using the gay marriage thing as a reason to pick on that baker. 
Because you didn't take fucking bottle of that, I don't know. No? It was, do you know the story though? The, the bakery? I don't know the story, no. Uh, I, I, I don't read like, newspapers either. Right, I'm already going, I can clue you. Dan, pull it up, will we? I don't have a TV. <laughs> so I, I watched it. There was a bakery that, uh, in by. Belfast, uh, same sex marriage, they wanted a gay pride slogan baked on the cake. Right. And this Belfast, Christian Belfast bakery wouldn't do it because it's against our beliefs. Right. Now, I, personally, I think it's shitty, right? Because it's a fucking slogan that should be on a cake, right? Yeah. But if that's your Christian beliefs then and you don't want to do it, then I think it's your right to no date as well. But the couple hounded that bakery, and I think they called them shut down, did they know? And they just fucking attacked him. And he came out, um, Tacho came out and said, it's their right to say that because then you're using gay marriage as a weapon against Christians. And that's not right. And the fucking left attacked him and they cannibalised him for it. Pull that up, Diane. I've got it. Basically what happened was they, the, the couple uh, took them, the bakery to court in uh, obviously a discrimination case which at first they lost, then the bakers lost it on appeal. But yeah, Tancho got into a bit of bother for, for sticking up for them. And in a way... Sticking up for who? Sticking up for the bakery. Right. Because what they were doing was sticking up for their own beliefs. And perhaps this couple took it too far. And actually, <coughs> most people would just have gone, you're an idiot, I'm going to the bakery. How many other bakers are there? I'm going to Why Greg's. do you need to fuck with the Christian one just, just to get an agenda across? I'm so. going for the Costco cake <laughs> that everybody says is fucking brilliant. I've got, I've got 20, <laughs> See, what is this Costco pounds. cake? Man, I don't like cakes, got, but everybody goes on about the Costco cake. It's amazing. I've got 20-pound oh, Greg's gift card. So good. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I, was, I, was really, I used to be really, really fat, and one time I bought one of the big cakes, and I just ate it just with a fucking spoon. Just oh, my God. Just, uh, Costco. Best, yeah, yeah. It was the fucking best. Were we on the accident emergency? No. Tuesday night, mate. <laughs> so we partied then. I see. So you know, see, context is what I'm talking about. There's fucking, there's, there's context is lost now in people. And when they start attacking somebody like him as being fucking homophobic and, and racist, I don't know where that comes from, then there's a problem, you know. But that's I mean, everybody out there, though, has their own belief systems, their own buttons that are easily pressed to annoy and upset and offend them and mm. um, I their, their own perception bias and everything and um There is, you get, right, I've got my <coughs> in my workplace and in previous workplaces we do it here as well, we have recycling bins. Oh fuck. Right? See, see you understand. go, oh fuck, right? <laughs> this gets on my fucking tits. How can people stand right beside a bin for recycling? yet still throw a can in the normal bin. Mm. Everything is, so for me personally, that's one where I want to slap that person and go, <laughs> how stupid do you need to be? You're beside the bin, use it. Same with litter out in the street, where I'm just like, oh man, so everybody's got that thing. Those, they're not bad people for not recycling, but everybody's got that, and that's my own personal one, I admit to it, I, can, I just, all right, tree hugger, all right, fuck's sake. <laughs> well, you know how we've only got one planet, Bob. If we fuck it up, we're gubs, man. We should look after Mother Nature. Buy something fun. Can we, talk about, can we talk about your dance-offs and hug-offs? Because I want to know that. Well, I, 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 I hug trees as well. So. Yes, more than the trees. More than the trees. Do you hug anything, though, is that? <laughs> I was planting some trees down uh, Glasgow Green right. Right, right, a few weeks ago. 
Uh, there's a good, good project down there. Uh, I was doing that recently. They've really changed that down there. My God, that we was seen where they got all the bikes. Uh, doing at the front, the, the, wee, the, the wee bike track thing. Oh, some, I have seen that. I did see uh, that. That's fucking really that's cool. That, right? That's where we were in. We were Is that in there? Right? It's got all the no, the giveaway signs and all that, and like a real road and stuff. Ah, it's yep. really cool. Eh? That was good. Uh, Dance-offs and hug-offs. Hi, laughter yoga. What the fuck is laughter yoga? Laughter yoga. Well, John and I have got a pal, uh, Alison. Uh, she's got a company called uh, Joyworks. Right. Uh, and she was doing laughter yoga, which is like normal yoga. Has came over here from from uh, from India. So the the idea behind it is <clears throat> um, laughing is a massage for your internal organs. Right. right? And so we all enjoy massages. Some of them have happy endings and some don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. La- laughter yoga always has a happy ending. That, that's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> really? Right? Absolutely, aye. Well, la- you're la- in it, aren't you? Ah, you're, you're, aye, you're thinking, where can I get that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, most normal people like a good laugh. And, um, if you don't like a good laugh, there's something wrong with you. And does she need a good laugh? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you start off with after yoga, you're you're in you're in the group, and you you to begin with are are just kind of like faking laughter, but laughter's contagious, mm-hmm. and so across the whole spectrum of people who are good at acting and faking laughter, then that starts off, and then that triggers everybody else, and you all kind of like bounce off one another. So mm-hmm. we we went to it, and we were in for about an hour and a half. And Did you, what was your first impression? You think that's a lot of shit. No, I mean I'm I'm pretty open open minded to giving most things a go, Um, and uh, I've been practicing yoga anyway up up until then, and I thought I will let's let's have a go with this laughter yoga and see what's all about. Laughter does sometimes you start laughing and you you don't know why you're laughing still. Exactly, huh? Um, all taking fits un, 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 in inappropriate moments, uh, I'm sure. Unchemically uh, assisted or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen a thing uh, very briefly about. Uh, Laughter yoga, and it was in it was Miriam Margolis in a documentary about. Oh, her really? I it was her and a, uh, other older celebs. That's how they beat up like Schwarzenegger and end the days, isn't it? Is yeah. that her, is, she beat up Schwarzenegger and end the days, didn't she? No idea. Doesn't know. seem like something Miriam Margolis would do. But anyway. IMDb it. Um, <laughs> it was basically it was the last Marigold Hotel, and they took genuine celeb retirees out to this home, and that was one of the things they did was laughter yoga, and it looked brilliant. Um, she totally loved it, obviously, because she's Miriam Margolis and she likes a good laugh anyway, but it did. And that was it was a genuine uh, yogi as such in India teaching it. Well, we've got a song called Pantalon Filler, which is just <laughs> kind of a, 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 a mad... It's got its, its own wee dance to begin with as well, which is just up and down and up and down to the beat. It's kind of like a oompa, oompa. It speeds up and speeds up, and then one of the the laughter yoga and that is one of the the verses is just simply right. Let's laugh it up, everybody. Ha ha ha, he he ho, ha ha ha, he he ho, and then so the laughing policeman repeat that. We don't we don't play it as much anymore, but aye, it's it's been a a fun addition to the, mm. the set whenever we have done it. <laughs> what was the, the Diane, you there, what was the, the dance-off thing? It, was all, it went viral, it was for that festival. Why, what are you asking me? You said you, you knew about the dance-off. No, you did. No. The, how, I can't <laughs> say that word that begins with a Z. Zandari. Oh, the Zandari. 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 Aye, there was a dance-off at that. So, we, we, we were 
I suppose, like, other than Dublin and Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, we, we won as a Irish... Uh, Music arts culture magazine over there called P- Pure M. Aye. Aye. Yeah, I saw that so award. They, they voted as best UK act. Nice. Not last year, but the year before. And we went over and played Dublin uh, last April. So that's that's the only an official international gig we'd done up until we then played Liverpool Sound City. Hmm. They've got a partner tie in with Sandari Festa, and we were then invited to go over and play that. So, other side of the world, and so we didn't really have any idea how, how the, the our music was going to go down and, and how the, the whole kind of audience participation would uh, would interact with them. Um, you are one of the few, but you sing in your own accents as well. Exactly. So how yeah. does that travel? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it did. It seemed to just transcend any language barrier. And at the beginning, of dance off with uh, my limited breakdancing ability. I just go down <laughs> and just down a few moves yep. and then get out of the way and then we invite everybody else to then come in and just dance like no mm. one's watching and just <laughs> go a wee bit crazy and uh, five, what was your input with everybody that? was getting into it huh? well yeah, well I kind of I, I'm I'm squirrelled away at the back at this stage because there's, there's usually so many of us so yeah. I create my own wee world at the Do back really? but yeah, yeah and I just watch it all unfold you know down the front but um, I was quite uh, when when we're going to do dance off and the whole sort of crowd participation thing and I I was really nervous because I thought well, this could go one or two ways this mm-hmm. could be really good or it, it could die yeah and it, it it took one or two we had a we were lucky we had a mole didn't we in the in our in our midst uh, Angie was uh, one of the local Korean girls from a band mm-hmm. called the Wasty Johnnies and we'd met <laughs> well, we also uh, still don't know. Uh, where did they? Know. Hi. What, how did uh, they get their name? Wait, how did that work? <laughs> um, and we, we met her on on night one. We were down doing a bit of PR in uh, in the, the centre, and we we kind of made a bit of a pact that if we went to see her band during the day, she would come to our gig at night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until you know she sort of then jumped down onto the floor with all our yellow finery on and, and started <laughs> busting some moves that, that everybody sort of started. It was like one, two, and then three people, then four, then 10, 15, Aye. 20. And it was like a big warm wave that just kind of spread <laughs> out until everybody was just jumping about like crazy. And then I relaxed after that. It was, uh, you know. <laughs> it, it was, there was a guy... Relax now, it's going all right. After we, we played... Um, because the CEO and co-founder um, of a guy called Dalsey, he had seen us at Liverpool Sound City. So we opened the main stage there last year on the Saturday. As soon as we'd finished our set, two of the first people to come over when I came out into the crowd and give me their cards were this guy who ran Zandari Festa, Dalsey, mm-hmm. and the guy who's the head of Shangri-La for Glastonbury. So it was great, obviously, that we'd impressed them enough. And um, mm-hmm. Dalsey gave me his card, and I'll be honest, I didn't even look at his card so I was just chatting away at them and just stuck the card in my pocket and it wasn't until I went home that night I was pulling the cards out of my pocket and then I looked and I went Zandari Festa Seoul South Korea that's never happening <laughs> but I emailed him and we kept in touch and, and then it did but um, <clears throat> because he had seen us he said to us right um, you've got the option you can either then play the opening party on the Friday night or the closing party on the Monday night mm-hmm. and I'm giving you the basically the, the best Saturday evening uh, showcase slot in the largest 1,000 capacity MUV hall. So that was brilliant. So just 
Word had obviously spread. We, we, we did a lot. Like, we were even in the Korean Times doing an interview and stuff like that. <laughs> really? Advance, uh, How did that the go? Advance was going out. Aye, cool. We were just interviewed. It's just it's in English. Aye, we aye, just aye. did um, the online um, emailed interview, answered the questions. Right, and right, right. We, but we, we, were, we were thanked and congratulated by uh, Patrick Connor, uh, who helps to run it with Dalsey. He's, he's from England, but lives out there now. And he says, look, we were putting out lots of um, PR opportunities to a lot of the bands, and mm. some of them were just weren't bothering their arse. But is that right, really? Take a doff my cap to you for like putting in the effort <laughs> and actually doing it. So, I obviously that that kind of like helped, but word did spread. So we, we had a great crowd watching us on the Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then after that performance, everybody then knew about us. Um, so the closing party was was definitely the best option for us to play because then it was absolutely rammed <laughs> everybody was there now at the closing party there was there was a guy down the front just going absolutely mental and then um, I, I knew he was there from a record label in London he manages right. um, a lassie who was originally from Edinburgh called LX who's now based down in London and he came up to me at the end and he was like oh so who, who's your label who's your management just giving it all that usual like, right. chat um, trying to make his pitch basically um, warm you up and uh, I was just I was giving him the answers oh, we manage ourselves we don't have a label blah 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 and he said I can't believe that man that's, that's crazy he says listen here's a quote for you you can, you can have this he says um, any gig any gig I am that record label exec who just stands up the back with his arms folded. <laughs> Entertain walk, me. Aye. <laughs> watching what's happening yeah. and watching how the crowd interact with the audience. And he said, in, a, in three songs into your set, I actually found myself down the front, jumping about, going mental. <laughs> Hugging Korean people on one side and then French people on another, and I, I, I just I stopped myself at one a second and went, "How did I end up in here?" <laughs> and he says, and, "And that's that was the pull he of your music that brought me in." Yellow just army, the yellow movement. He was swept mm-hmm. up in it. I it like that. Indeed. You need to watch that. That might be racist because it's in Korea. It's not racist, is it? Well, the 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 vast is they're, they're talking oh, about. So. We've officially been invited back again. So there were about 170-odd bands went from over 20 countries and many of the people who reviewed it and the organisers considered us to be the highlight. So we've already officially been invited back and we've had that invite sitting there since about January. Um, And they're also very interested in... um, tying it in with the Yellow Movement in some way. So if you check their their Facebook just now, uh, Diane, you can see that just the new graphics that they've put out for the 2017 yeah, festival are already yellow. Is that right? Uh, really? But, um... Oh, but Pat- I straight away, man. Aye, <laughs> yeah. woof! It's like, doo yellow! Yeah. Aye, man, cool. So it's, it's like, forget about the colour. I mean, it's it's just, it's it's the, the manifesto itself, really, and the whole kind of a creative community bringing people together and peace-loving music. It's just, it's all about... It's all about the vibe, independent of the colour. And really, like, I mean, for me, if you want to get deep into the semantics or anything like that, yes. I mean, the yellow movements, we don't see a lot of sun here in Scotland, so it's just really <laughs> kind of a, a pitch to get more sunshine into our lives, <laughs> a, bit, a bit more warmth and that kind of thing. But, uh, you did all right yesterday. Uh-huh. Cheers, man, that was good. Ah, She's brought us some good stuff yesterday. Well, 
Uncannily, we, we've played so many. Aye, we've, how many outdoor gigs have we played when the sun's actually rain has stopped yeah. when we've came on? Is that right, really? Aye. Kelvin Grove Bandstand last year, uh, Friday the twelfth of August, we we played um, uh, Electric Honey sessions. Electric Honey are the student-run record label. Right, right. And, uh, Glasgow Kelvin called. Oh, used to be yeah. still wasn't it? Sorry, sorry. Uh, that's that's fine. Still there. Uh, that's that's overseen and ran by uh, Ken McCluskey, who was in the Bluebells, young at heart. And I remember it well. It was a hit twice, was it not? Or was it, it, was, was, it was it just a show? I it was first time round, and then the advert. It was. I can't remember the advert now, but I'll, I'll know. Uh, it was a car. I think it was Volkswagen. Second time we've mentioned them tonight. There you go. And shell Diane. That's another reason why I was stealing their their badges. The Bluebells and the Beastie Boys. So Ken asked us to play on that lineup along with some other phenomenal bands. Hector Berserk, who sadly now are no more but mm. definitely one of the the flag bearers for the whole hip-hop movement in Scotland um, ourselves uh, Pronto Mama B Charlotte Mickey Nines the Clara Massa uh, Sunshine Social so a lot of really great bands but that that gig started off outdoors exposed to the whole elements mm. in, in the bandstand it was a, just a horrendous <laughs> day like the heaviest rain uh, I've do you worry about busting a move when it's wet uh, I, of course, I ended up like the, 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 the puddle. The, the, the puddle's not that big that I didn't, I didn't do a dance off. We done a mass conga <laughs> and went all around, up and round the bandstand, uh, just doing a, doing a conga instead to save me going down and. You know what it is about your decks fucking get, killing get you in the wet. rain, no? Oh, we were well covered. We were uh, the right, stage yeah. was well covered, but. Um, aye, so it was just absolutely chucking it down and then. Just we were getting set up and then the rain stopped mm -hmm. and then the clouds parted mm -hmm. and then the sun just came out and sure. yeah, that, yeah. that happens. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was no a be beautiful park moment. At Disney, <laughs> <laughs> so we were indoors at Tea in the Park, thankfully. Thank God. Oh, Thank God it's gone. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm too old now. I like the weird festivals now. It's as simple as that. I'm, I'm hooked on the boutique. What's your, what's your favourite boutique festival? I think, I, well, I totally loved and they only did it uh, a couple of times. Connect, the one Bjork played uh, that. That's right. that was Beastie Boys played that as well, didn't they? I, I mean, that was, they were great acts, beautiful venue. And Deck, I really loved the, the vibe of that. But even now, the stuff they're doing at the bandstand is brilliant. I mean, I've, I've been about what about ten gigs in the bandstand in the past two three years. Are you going to Chic? No, I couldn't get Chic tickets. Um, I could um, not. I'm going to speak nicely to somebody I know though, then I may get myself a Chic ticket. Uh, cool. Well, our, our good pals don't sick fly. Chic Le Freak is name, isn't it? Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Miles our, Rogers. Our, our good pals, yeah. Dope Sick Fly, yeah. uh, are on that lineup That's as well. Right, yeah. uh, they're they're a phenomenal band. Uh, there's all sorts of. Um, good stuff between the various things that are happening there so I'd actually quite like more stuff like that to a certain extent but Bella Drum's been great Fine Fest's another really cool is Wicker Man still going? no, no. Did it's done now yeah. why did they kill gone. that? why is that done? The, the policing costs oh, the in Dumfries and Galloway are right. becoming very prohibitive to even putting mm. on a festival now. Really? Yeah. Right. Uh, sadly, last year at Eden Festival, the policing costs went up from about... There was no Wickerman last year. Mm -hmm. So um, Eden had planned on increasing capacity from 8,500 to 9,000, so it's usually a sellout. Um, 
And then the they were hit with the, the police bill, which increased their police costs from about twelve and a half grand to something just under forty grand. They, they were forced to bring in two G4S mobile cells. Yeah. Is it one of the things where, because the, the kind of venue is and what they're putting on, they must employ that amount no. of police? I can't know. No, can it's, security it's, system it's, 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 a, it's a racket. Yeah, uh, so you definitely. don't have to get the polos, can you just get the Blue Angels to do it or something? Yeah, there, I think there, there has to be a certain, yeah, a certain yeah, level of policing. Otherwise, yeah. like, you don't get local authority uh, right. consent to go ahead with it. But uh, there's no shit going to kick off it. No, there's, there never is. I've never seen a, a, never a, seen a fight. Exactly. It's a family festival. I've never seen a fight at it. Uh, and it's just full of the soundest people. I mean, you can bandy the phrase self-policing around mm. uh, as much as you want, but it was definitely one of those self-policing festivals like Kelburn Garden Party, doing the rabbit hole mm. and knocking Gorok. Um, and I don't know whether whether it's again coming back to ideological uh, austerity or whatever and if, if police the police are getting their budgets slashed left, right and centre as well, which which I believe they are, mm-hmm. then festivals are an easy target for them yeah. to yeah. squeeze Money. some extra cash out and get some overtime for the officers. Uh, and you get as well, there's, there's obviously more festivals of this. I mean, even like some Mugduck now up in Mugduck Park in Mugai. Uh, <laughs> You've got all these wee towns having them now as yeah. well, which is great because it's more music out there and I'm all for it. And yeah. You know, these community events, I think, are much better than corporate events, obviously, but there's still get huge costs involved in them, and uh, it's hard to keep them going, these people. Yeah, I know, sure do you know the Wildfire Festival? I don't know. It's um, it's a rock metal festival. Guy started it himself about five, six years ago. Um, and basically, he does it at the good of his heart at a loss every year for his yeah. own pocket. Ah, yeah, it's the only way. Was well, he a crazy going. fucking metal He's fan? Totally, he was just fed up the fact that there was no music rock music festival in Scotland at all. So he did it yeah. himself. He was like, right, I'll do it. <laughs> hired a big field and off he went and it's grown and it's grown and they're, they're pulling in some decent stuff now if you're into that that genre but you he, know, he's, he's never he had to do music. a quick crowdfund this year <laughs> to stop it closing down is that right? but I, I mean he takes the, he takes he loses mm. his own money every year over it but yeah. fair place to him that's you're right DJ5 you're right done. fucking Satan's music that shit <laughs> <laughs> That I like a bit of rock. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's room, there's only, as everybody says, two kinds of music, good music and bad music. The rest of the genres are just boxes to fit it but in. But again, no, it's just... It's, it's, ah, it's just Aye, opinion. It exactly, it's just you, opinion. You like a kernel mustard and some people don't. Yeah. And, uh, some people like ketchup, some people, don't. some people like ketchup, <laughs> some people like brown sauce. I, I really... I don't I like just, either. I, I don't. I, <laughs> and that is your personal choice, <laughs> exactly. and that's a good way to do it. I like that. Have a fucking fry up. <laughs> I have beans. Use the bean sauce. Oh, yeah. Bean oh, sauce. Oh. You have beans on your breakfast, guy. Yes. DJ Five, come on. Oh yeah, you've got to make sure that <laughs> you've got a, a Linda McCartney vegetarian sausage yes. there. Is the breakwater between the egg and the beans? You don't want the egg juice and the bean <laughs> just <laughs> to mix. <laughs> you want that to be your choice. It's your breakfast dam. It's your breakfast dam. I'm laughing that directly from. Met Alan Partridge's review of Sonia's <laughs> breakfast when they, they lived in the, the static home. Oh, that was the, the, the was that not the later season, wasn't it? 
Was that the one with the crazy fan? Aye, that's that's right. Aye, <laughs> uh, Jed, Jed was it? Jed, when when Baddy was actually chatting about that. In fact, I'm going to tell you something about that. That what? that meant that mentalist, my cousin Stephen, Stephen Wright from Glen Boyg. Going to give him a shout out for this because he messaged me earlier. Right, Stephen, hello, said, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Stephen. Welcome to the podcast, cousin Stephen. He said, the Partridge Mentalist episode is based on Stuart Lee being taken back to his stalker's flat. That's a fact from Christian O'Connell, now that a radio happened. DJ. <laughs> that happened? Seriously, that uh-huh. happened to him, really? Remember there was a Frasier episode like that as well? Eh? There was a Frasier episode like that where uh, Frasier, it was discovered that Frasier actually catalogues every one of his shows he has them taped oh, and he has I, them I, in, his, in his cupboard right. but he's missing one episode so he puts a shout out on air and he says I've been cataloguing the whole show blah 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 could anybody got a tape so somebody phones in and he gets there to the guys who's to pick up and the guy's like a fucking crazy Frasier Crane fan <laughs> he opens up he opens up his curtains like it's going to be Wendy's but it's a giant fa- Frasier face like a billboard he stole <laughs> 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 Stephen's no phoning in, is he? Well, I don't know why enough she sent us another message back now, hasn't he? I no. told him WhatsApp you and Alan Partridge, absolute genius. I think um, I'm probably quite a, a Partridge obsessive. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've I've started to. I don't even really make the distinction in my mind now that he's a fictitious character. Actually, <laughs> in my mind, Alan he's Partridge so, he's is such real. a well-rounded character. <laughs> I, I, I was a big fan of it as well, and I was like, see when the movie was coming, they were trying to make that movie for so long. I thought right. it's going to be, uh, but it was it's fucking brilliant. great, man. Right. It was Alpha really Papa. good. <laughs> I hope I Cole Meany, wasn't it? Pat, Pat the the. Um, Unwitting Irish terrorist. Aye, aye. Just sack Pat. <laughs> it's a fucking, he's a great actor, him. He's in The Commitments. Remember The Commitments? Aye. Ah, oh, there, there was some... some aye, some he great... was the da. Not in a fucking Suzuki. No, I know, but... Aye, uh, he's... He was the da, isn't it? He's also been in Die Hard. What am I going to see again? Die Hard 2. He's too. in the second one, that's He's, uh, he's a pilot. Some tremendous performances, isn't it? But yeah, you, got you look at the consistency. I mean, Partridge... Alan Partridge is a creation has been going since the day-to-day on radio, mm. which was either late 80s or early 90s. Is that right, really? Aye. So... Did they start I, as I, a radio I, thing, I, aye? No, the, the, there's talk that the the new series is written by these two brothers, the Gibbons brothers, right. who started off as fans of the show, aye. Uh, and the two of them write their own comedy. And then they they made this the sort of the pitch to the Baby Cow productions team that... Aye. Coogan owns with some others and uh, actually they and I, and I think it's it's it's, it's at its best mm-hmm. now possibly like uh-huh. just you watch the new ones like the, the mid-morning matters <laughs> and it's it's just joke after joke but everything's funny I think I think because it's because it's just in the tiny wee like, studio uh-huh. like this like Almost everything's heightened. He's he's wee his wee looks and his wee, the wee faces he pulls and, for uh, the webcam and stuff like that <laughs> and and everything. It's written by fans as well though. Exactly as well. It's, uh. it's, this is this is the world we live in now. Everything kind of is a fan film now and a fan thing. Is when you think about like Rogue One, see all the Star Wars movies, they're being made by people who grew yes. up loving them. Yeah, Creed. 
I'm a huge yeah. fucking Stallone fan, right? You can slag me all you want about that. I don't care. I love Stallone. Rocky's amazing, right? Fucking Creed, that was made by a guy who grew up loving Rocky. Yeah. So you're getting to a point now where all these people who love this stuff are getting to be in situations to make it, you yeah. know? Like the Alan Partridge thing. There's fans that are making it now. All right, good, good. Right, speaking of fans, mm-hmm. I think it's time we're going to have our first competition, people. Right. So... What the fabulous members of Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five <laughs> are doing are giving us two tickets to their gig at the O2 Academy on Saturday the 13th of May. So there's two free tickets on the go. Listeners, you can win these by doing the following. If you go to Colonel Mustard's pages, and that's... Clear your throat, Diane, and give you a wee minute and go through them all one by one, be right. very clear. You must Twitter. all like and subscribe all of this or it doesn't fucking right. count. this is Bob's idea, <laughs> the liking and subscribing, but you have to do this. So, at Twitter, it's at Colonel5, the number, not the word, Colonel5 Mustard. Facebook is Colonel Mustard and the Dijon 5, all one. Instagram is at Colonel Mustard Dijon 5 and YouTube, Colonel Mustard 5. So you have to go on and like all of those and then answer this very, very straightforward question. Who are the special guests who are going to appear with Colonel Mustard at that very gig at the O2 Academy on Saturday the 13th of May? Send us that stuff, people, and you can get yourself two free tickets. We will so randomly can... pick a person and persons to go. So they can like they can Facebook messages or they can tweet at us. Yep, all our usual uh, which is stuff. stuff. Bob, that's your domain. You tell them the stuff. Facebook.com slash something pod or at something pod too because some bastard's got something pod. Do you believe it? <laughs> oh, really? A fucking Crazy. egg has stole it. <laughs> something pod? Who wants that? <laughs> Who the fuck has got that? What, what use is that? No you, Bob. That's the problem. No you. And do you know what the scary thing is? I, I had the idea to do this podcast for like maybe two years before we actually officially kind of pulled the trigger on it. So I had the Facebook page before and, I, and it was, wasn't until like maybe... Like a month or two before we came in to do the first episode, I thought, fucking need Twitter, right? So went on oh, it. No. Some, somebody had that. I don't fucking get who it is. So it's the same guy. So he he's went on Facebook and went, oh, somebody's got my name. We'll <laughs> 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 be in the studio first. Yeah, I know, the guys are just battling it out. <laughs> so you can contact us on our Facebook or the other guy's Facebook for something pod um, and tell us who are the very special guests that will be appearing with Cam Colonel Mustard. support acts. Colonel Mustard's the headline. No, we're calling them special guests. Special guests. Special guests. I, I, they are special uh, they guests. Are, they amazing, are very special bands. I don't want to tell you who they want, but that's still playing a fucking competition. Ah, <laughs> so that's Saturday the 13th of May, O2 uh, Academy in Glasgow. That is going to be awesome. a storming gig. Uh, so thanks very much for that, guys, it's for uh, giving us the tickets. That's brilliant. You're welcome, and it's a single launch party for... Our uh, new double A side, which is Cross the Road, Freedom for the Children. So, so the like, first of all, w- uh, where can people get your stuff? Your first it was an EP, is that right? Is the gay icon is an EP that's available? Um, I don't, I don't. They were they were pretty much CDs. I mean, right. we, we live in all the usual places, all online. Um, SoundCloud, no, that will stick up. All I, the links, I, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify uh, Google, Google Music. Um, which is contact us. We've got some CDs uh, of the album uh, available to buy. So just get in touch with us um, on. on What's the album called? The, the, the album's called. 
party to make music to party to make music to party to one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what was the gay icon? For, what, can, can you say that? Uh, it said the, 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 sort of the full title for that was uh, Gay Icon Brackets uh, you're, you're so macho Peter Tatcho You ate Mugabe Like he was a nacho <laughs> Um, and so please Stephen don't Fry. die Stephen Fry please don't but die please Stephen don't Fry, Stephen Fry. Aye. 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 Well, we'll we get on with something for the IQ for QI yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah we contacted a lot of gay icons uh, in the lead up to that that single coming out mm. and uh, we were allowed to say that uh, we it's got a fucking great song where I've been singing it all day Thank in the motor all day well, I have I seriously I've been singing it all day in the motor he said that as soon as he came in here singing it as well we got a we got a reply from Stephen Fry's people just to say that uh, he liked it and Is that we, right, we, we could say that he endorsed it nice. and then Peter Tatchell gave us that exclusive voiceover so that was great for him to get involved with that um, and the video for that has uh, another gay icon Scottish acting legend Gary Lamont who uh, played oh, Robbie the hairdresser in Riverside ah, has he not got a show or something I've seen him on Facebook he's touring a show just now um, what a ready <laughs> it's called and he, he's he, I singing. think he's pals with Kirsty Harvey as well isn't he he is that, uh, that, that's how that connection uh, comes yeah, about yeah. he's he's busy mates and one of the babysitters for the, the colonel and his partner right, 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 Lady right. Mustard uh, <laughs> Also known as Donna. Um, he, <laughs> you killed it, did you kill that? But that, that's the thing, like, you, you've got to put the pseudonyms out there, but also just then. Make sure they're still real people. Flap it on, yeah. the, flap it on its head, aye. It's Donna. weird though, it's like the wrestling, it's like when you see like, like the Undertaker talking for real, it's not as good though. So just keep the personas up. Oh, I've never seen him talk for real. It's fucked up, it's weird. There's, oh, there's, a, there's a video, he just retired. Oh, has he? Aye. He's been going since I was at school. Aye, WrestleMania 33 just happened. And he, got retired. Re- he got retired, and the first video released was him talking about a new George Strait album. Right. He loves George Strait. <laughs> and there's a song on his new album called Troubadour that makes The Undertaker cry. Well, and that was the first video released after he retired. All the fans are going, uh, what the fuck? Uh, well, seeing he did it when he retired. <laughs> my my, my uh, wrestling bubble was burst when... I mean, I, I remember WrestleMania one with Hulk and Andre the Giant yeah. wrestling. Um, and that was three. And, and I was, I was, well, I was into that with, with me and some other pals back back in the day. And um, me and one of my mates went along to the WWF as it was known then. Came to the SECC, aye, aye. and Bret the Hitman Hart was defending his Intercontinental title. And the Nasty Boys were fighting the Legion of Doom for yep. the tag team title. <laughs> Dude, but I, I was there. I got ready. So yep. was I. Yep. Well, I, I got. Did you get the fucking the, shoulder the pads? Shoulder pads for the Legion of Doom, right? But no way. Before that, I, I was a. Uh, I, I, I linked. I linked a bit of mischief. It's safe Aye. to say, when I was a child, <laughs> and me and my pal when we got there, who who wasn't that way inclined, I says right. On, we'll, we'll sneak backstage somehow and he's like oh, no no you can't do that you can't do that I said aye we can so we managed to do it did you really? aye we, we got backstage where all the the wrestler porter cabins right. were set up <laughs> and they all the, the slats and the blinds closed over on them and the names mm-hmm. of people on, on the rooms so I, I was just trying doors and stuff like that <laughs> just to, to see who, who was in and eventually I opened one of them and looked in and the nasty boys were sitting playing cards with the Legion of Doom. Oh no! <laughs> Mate, like, just oh, just no. in like kind of like civvies, basically. Oh. And I looked and I went, "You're not supposed to be fighting one another." And like, 
get out, get out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I came out, and then, but that was like that whole. You Santa Claus isn't fi- real? Fictitious <laughs> I was like, hold on, like my brain was starting to compare. I was like, son's no right here, by <laughs> And then the, the famous Johnny Rotten, ever get a feeling you've been cheated? <laughs> quote sprang to mind. <laughs> Even though I didn't know that quote at the time. <laughs> It's a strange world we live in where we can get future quotes in our ears. Aye. <laughs> right, now that you're off the wrestling, I also want to say as well, for those of you who don't enter the competition but who desperately want to go to the gig, which I'm sure there are many of you out there, you can get tickets from gigsinscotland.com. That's where you can pick up tickets and, normally for the gig. And Ticketmaster and in person from Ticket Scotland uh, and uh, the don't ABC, tell me you live. ABC box office. Brilliant. Don't have any physical tickets, unfortunately. Right, yes. Uh, so is there going to be more releases following this is obviously for this have you got a grand plan coming up with future releases or is this uh, just there's a, there's a few things in the pipeline uh, DJ5 outside of like the band he, he also does a, a decent bit of DJing as well so you can just have a wee mention about Groove City Radio and what, what you're nice. up to tell us DJ5 yeah, yeah so um, I yeah uh, I uh, host a monthly radio show um, on GrooveCityRadio.com um, it's just an internet radio, uh, internet radio station at the moment um, which is predominantly sort of house music and whatnot. but obviously as I mentioned all that stuff maybe about 10 BPM slower than that maybe that's hardcore is that too far away sorry I'm not in that world I apologise so that's kind of afforded me some you know we kind of the radio station do a lot of work with like colours and whatnot that do like the big parties in SWG3 right, yep. is that a colour fest is that something yeah, like that is that a pictures of that yeah they do they do all that that kind of stuff um, so yeah we've got that going on we've got a lot of good gigs going on uh, in Glasgow as well we've got one coming up on Saturday the 15th April um, which is uh, making things happen uh, it's called it's at Joytown so we've basically got um, some local talent if you're into like sort of uh, drum and bass hip hop electro swing and things you know sort of of like electro that. swings huh? It's uh, you've got all these these genres that are coming up now. I mean, electro five swing. BPM war and except with that with that bit of swing. Is it like a swing fuel then? Yeah, is that what it is, well, right? I'm not a pioneer of it, but you know the the, the boys are. You, you get all these genres now. You get like house. You get tropical house. You get the it's fuck like, is that? Uh, it's Do you think Malibu when you listen to it? Uh, no, it's like, a little. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, with, with, with some bongos playing in the background, <laughs> you know. But, um, that's fucking awesome. Those I know awesome. There's people just experimenting with people something. People experimenting, bringing that's out their own That's you get genres. something great. You know, people just can happen on something that's yep. just amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we've got, on the night, um, we've got uh, some acts on. We've got Fibes. Uh, we've got an album launched by a local lad, Kieran Mack. Um, one of Scotland's best uh, hip hop artists. Yeah, and uh, Ziggy G, uh, Busker Rhymes as well. I've caught him a couple no. of times. Fucking, he's got the loyals after him. That's, that's really close. Busker Rhymes, aye. That's very close. Yeah. We've got also. Uh, I'm DJing on the night along with uh, um, uh, a power um, Richard Smith, aka Disco Ball. And B-A-W? Uh, B-A-W. Yeah. This is, this, yes. uh, disco ball. Disco <laughs> ball. Oh, I like it. Um, and uh, Al the Chemist. Um, he's, uh, he, he'll be on. You, you like him, Bob. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Does he like the other, not the drugs you're looking for? PhD uh, in pharmacology. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit weed, that song, isn't it? These are not the drugs you're looking for. No. Is it no? no. That's me reading it's that. Yeah, again. It's about anything you want. 
So yeah, that's interpretation. I mean, that's obviously the, the whole... Disney belong to you anymore? It's mine now because I listen <laughs> to it and it's how I interpret it. So I think it's a bit weird. Am I right? right? This is um, this is the thing with music as well. It's like when 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 you make a song, and and again, it's 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 words and music that that's put out there, but people then latch on and give it their own interpretation and mm-hmm. their own meaning. And I mean, so we've all got different songs that music soundtracks our lives for those of us that, that let the beautiful thing that is music into it. And you can just play one specific song that takes you back to a specific event. A total diary, in, in isn't your it? Life, just, instant. Uh, instant. just like that, like the recollection is almost instantaneous. Yeah. So um, It's weird how much more colourful it is when you listen to a song to, to kind of like bring back a memory than maybe aye, like a, a, a smell. smell or something. Yeah. The music is just, it's just deeper when you yeah. think about it. Well... Almost on, on, on similar lines there when we were just driving along and uh, I seen the sign for Joker, but that just makes me automatically think of Lemmy. Now, I went down to Liverpool uh, last weekend for Threshold Festival, mm. which is a brilliant uh, festival down there. We played it last year. And, must be like the sort of the first festival of of the year, really. I suppose, uh, and one of the there were three bands that were my highlight that that whole weekend: Galactic Funk Militia, who I seen on the Friday <laughs> night. It's yeah, a good name. Um, Katie Mack, who I've invited up. She's actually now going to play our Yellow Movement Fridays in Stramash and Edinburgh on on the twenty first of this month. That's uh, she's she's phenomenal. I just I watched her and. Sometimes a voice can just like mm-hmm. make you go wow. Uh, it's, it's like a cross between Kate Bush, PJ Harvey, and Anna Calvey. Nice. Uh, Diana, if you want to bring 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 her up on your she's your back. interweb, uh, she's got a, a song called Eye to Eye, which is an official video on her YouTube channel. Why mm-hmm. uh, or I E? Do you know? Just Eye to Eye, Katie K A T I E, Katie Mac. Check, check her out in uh, an art band called the Baltic States but mm. um, Galactic Funk Militia like the, the the dude that I ended up becoming pals with for them he, he's absolutely obsessed with Lemmy oh really and it's great that even <laughs> down in Liverpool that uh, for for someone who is is sort of again perceived by many to have just really like a well again he he does a lot of his comedy and He's Glaswegian accent. Funny's funny though, isn't it? I mean, even like there's a lot of physical humour in Lemmy stuff as well, you know. And just sometimes, we had uh, a guy on here, Tom Brogan, who's worked with him and stuff like that, and he even said, "I don't know why I find that funny. It's just it's funny though." And he's 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 telling them, you know, sometimes you just find something funny, just a word maybe, whatever. Uh, Definitely. Does uh, Katie Mack do a lot of covers? Uh, I don't know. I don't think she don't think she did during her set. This is a different. Katie you want to play one of her songs? I'm trying to find it, but... Um... I kept on getting mixed up, but, you know, Animac, the DJ? <laughs> no, <laughs> don't know. I, 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 kept, I kept on... Uh, this calling... American girl that does all these covers keeps springing up at me. Let's narrow this I, down. I think her Facebook page is Katie Mac MAC, but on YouTube, if you type Katie Mac I to I, then oh, then that would bring it up. But uh, I love Lemmy, so I so it's just coming along there, seeing the sign for Joker. <laughs> that just takes me... Reminds me just straight to DD. That's her. This is Katie Mack then, eye to eye official video. Who will be playing with you, yeah? Uh, not with us, she's playing her Yellow Movement Fridays lineup right. in Stramash in cool. Edinburgh. Um, they're fundraising nights that we put on, we do monthly ones, one mm-hmm. in McCool's in Glasgow. 
uh, on a Sunday and uh, the one in Edinburgh. So we, we nominate a charity to be the recipient charity of whatever money's raised on the night. Nice, right. Um The one in the 21st were doing it, so I was also invited when I was down in Liverpool to go in and visit the guys who run the Yellow House. Right. That was almost destined to, to <laughs> meet them the at Yellow some House? point. The Yellow House is a, it's a charity um, in, in Liverpool, and the guy that runs it, George, he's, his nickname is King of the Scallies. So they, they basically provided a kind of theatre acting type safe space where um, kids pretty marginalised and mm-hmm. some from coming from abusive homes right. or whatever um, to come in. The, the, their website says most places tick boxes. This place just saves lives. It was founded in 1986 by George McCain. Uh, it's always been open to everyone. Is committed to social and emotional well-being and development of young people. Young people, so they they create theatre work. They make their own nice. films. It's uh, a way for for people to express themselves who wouldn't usually aye. get a chance to. And then there was I was introduced to a guy that was volu- volunteering in there, um, and he he was an alcoholic and um, he's, he's he's maybe in his fifties or something like that now as well and. Somebody had said to him, "Oh, you you need to, you're going to drink yourself to death. Mm-hmm. You're you're isolating yourself. You're on your own. You've nothing to do. Um, you need to go and speak to George. And ultimately, if you don't stop drinking, that's that rock pot, rock bottom point that some people hit. If you don't stop your your bevying, then then you're going to be dead. And he and he went in and he met George and he's he's after bevy yeah. and he just goes in there and he helps out and he's he's volunteering and and a lot of people." Everybody sort of self-medicates for a number of different reasons. Everything in moderation. Sometimes you need something else to keep your horns busy, don't you? Aye, that's it. But it's like... T- t- <laughs> what are you getting fucking giggling at? I don't mean whining. I mean doing something constructive. That wasn't what I was laughing at either. It's, it's you. Have you seen, t- <laughs> you seen T2? You said you're a film man. Of course, yeah. seen T2. Well, that's um, fantastic, yeah. When... when you um, don't mean Terminator 2, you mean Transform 2, do you? I was going to say, damn, I was thinking it was good in that. So Same when... when uh, <laughs> Um, Renton takes Spud mm. up up at the Arthur seat. Is this a spoiler right? alert uh, for me? Have I'm you not seen this? No. <laughs> I've got my fingers in my ears here. It's fucking cinema. It's, it's not really a spoiler alert. I mean, it's basically <laughs> just uh, he, he says to Spud, right, you need to get out of here. Let, let's go. So he's he's been getting right in. He's keep fit when he's been over uh, yeah. in, uh, Amsterdam. in Amsterdam. And then he comes back. So he takes him out and they go jogging up Arthur seat. Mm-hmm. You get to the top. Spud spewing his ring and he's like, oh, how can you do this? And he's like, see, the thing is, like, we've all got, we've got addictive brains. The brain wants to be addicted to something, just be addicted to something better. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And he's, obviously, that's his trying that's to That's what get, I did. I got addicted help, to weed instead of sugar. To help get him off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a plant. That is the drug you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We ended up, we, we managed to get on set. Oh, no way, is it yeah. right? There you go, like So our good pal, uh, <laughs> Sparky, we Mark O'Connor uh, from the Fast Camels, right. our brilliant band. He he was been working on the set of aye, T2, aye. and uh, he wore he was wearing our t-shirt on set. Uh, got <laughs> got in that picture there we rent and then and Spud, um, and then he was just chatting to some of them about us like, after Did it. really, right? Uh, so he introduced us to the director of photography and Spud, Ewan mm-hmm. Bremner himself. He seems like a cool guy. Aye, uh, well, 
He's even cooler now. He's went up in my estimation because he asked for one of the black T-shirts as well. Hey, there you so go. Eh? Mark O'Connor contacted me and says, listen, can you send me another couple of your black T-shirts? <laughs> he says, uh, Andy Barr, who for? And he says, you uh, and Bremner and the director of photography. Aye. Uh, brilliant. Was that the director of photography, the guy that was the former addict? That was... No. A no. different, I know there was a couple, I just wasn't aye, sure which one worked, it was. He, aye, I know right. who you're talking about. He, he worked on that. He worked on that film. But um, no, I think there's only one director of photography. Mm-hmm. He was just giving that special title. Right. <laughs> That's a fucking ridiculous, you, don't you, Dale? No, 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 I'm not. But the guy... No, I, I might be wrong. It's like the second most important job on the set. Uh, I might be wrong. Cool stories. It wouldn't be the first you know, time. They, they gave this guy a, a really good break. Uh, he was a good filmmaker anyway, didn't he? You know, he obviously had talent. Um, I, I just wondered if it was the same dude. That's all. What time are we at now, Diane? We are now running out of so. time. So, is there anything else, guys, you want? Any I more want gigs, to find plugs, what the new anything? Aye, uh, so we'll release. just we'll plug the new music coming out. Yes. So, Saturday, April 22nd is Record Store Day. Yes. And, Findy. Uh, Findy. Good, good pal. Uh, there's lots of great things happening in, in lots of the record stores that have... Uh, help support us over the years. Um, Rare Trade out in Cowinning have got a full days of events. Big Sparrow Vinyl uh, out in there have got another one as well. Is Avalanche still there on the tune? Sorry? Is Avalanche still there on the tune? Avalanche. It's Love Music. It's Love Music now. We've got New Hellfire Club as well down the Hidden Lane or Gale Street. Aye. And we're going to be doing an in-store gig for Sandy McLean at Love Music, nice. which is the one that's next uh, to Queen Street Station. Station. So the, the live music part of that is going to be across the road, uh, upstairs in Dow's. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we can yeah. we can get a bit more people in there and let people get on with their record shopping. So we, we've got a... Limited edition uh, seven inch yellow vinyl, which is the double A side for Cross the Road Freedom of the Children. That's coming out. Uh, so we're going to have that to sell on record store day. And the Colonel actually just sent me new information about because we were DJ Five and our drummer, Homoglophonic, were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a cunny of time transcribing all these names for the description by the way uh, Homoglodite uh, he they, they were working the Beatmeisters they were working on a on a, a remix last night so we've got um, the digital release for Cross the Road Freedom of the Children will be out on Monday the 8th which oh. is um so Monday, people don't have that. I've been listening to them, the, the two songs in my motor all day. I didn't uh, realise I was you, supposed you, to listen to that. They weren't exclusives, but we've, we've given the MP3s to oh. a, few, a few people. So Thank you so much. Thank been, you. Ah, you're welcome. We've been happy. We've been hammering it all from Chapel and Nicewood and two all day. Been happy. Just, just don't publicly put it online anywhere. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. No, I'm quickly and, changing uh, the outro song right now as we speak. <laughs> no, you, you, you can play it. You can still, you can still play it. Um, but it'll be out digitally uh, across all the usual formats awesome. on Monday the 8th, just before the, the Academy gig on the Saturday. Um, we'll be bringing it out on CD. So the CD's going to have uh, five tracks on it, Cross the Road, Freedom for the Children, Got a Kumbia dance-off, which has been remixed by Maxi Roots. Uh, we've got the Freedom for the Children DJ5 remix. And then we've got a Cross the Road remix, which is called Green Man Go, which is uh, by um, Homoglophonic, who's got another new moniker here, which is uh, Moga Rainbow. And why not? Well, we're we're aiming to, we've been recording, rehearsing and recording, we're aiming to have the album out later on in the year. Nice. And uh, you can catch us after the Academy, 
We're going to be busy up and down the country, so festival-wise, uh, down to Liverpool Sound City, we're playing the Saturday afternoon, the Tim Peaks Diner stage there. Uh, tweeted uh, Tim Burgess the other day there. Uh, Charlton's of fame. Of Charlton's yeah. fame to let, let him know that we were the Yell movement was coming. So, uh, did any of you have a Charlton's haircut back in the day? I yeah. did. Yeah, yep. yep. pretty standard, aye. Cottons. Cottons, is it? Cottons. So we've got, we've got Eden Festival. Uh, they're down to the last tier of tickets available for that. So that'll, that'll sell out, gone that quickly. We're on Sunday afternoon before Boney M. We're down to play a new festival for us, Willowman Festival, which is in Fursk, North Yorkshire. That's a... Uh, Playing Saturday, 17th of June there. Um, Aswad, Soul to Soul and some other... Aswad, um, really? Aswad, Fucking hell, man. Everything comes back. It See, is. if you wait long enough, everything comes back around again, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, we were talking last week about me going down to the Mandela gig. Uh, Aswad played it. No way, really? Aye, oh. aye, totally. <laughs> was it good? It was freaking great, aye. <laughs> aye, there you go. Jack of Demons and Pliers are next. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're coming back not. next. Let's hope not. Right. Uh, we've got Kelburn Garden Party, uh, one of our favourite festivals. Tickets still available for that too. Um, we're playing Butefest on that Sunday, so we're going to have to make our way up from Cumbria on the Sunday morning. We're over to the Isle of Butte to play Butefest for the second year running. Great wee festival out there. Uh, Jerry Cinnamon's playing it as well. Oh, uh, we are on before We Are Scientists, who, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, and then into August, uh, we're up to play Bella Drum. Uh, what 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 we can say is we're we're opening not open sorry we're we're playing the Garden Main Stage right uh, at Bella Drum, uh, but we're not allowed to say what day yet. Uh, but Saturday day tickets are sold out already. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I noticed that I had to buy my weekend tickets right. <laughs> because the Saturday was sold out. Yes. Yeah. Um, we were outstanding, considered by many to be possibly the best festival in the UK now, Boomtown Fair. Boomtown Fair, We're right. going to be playing Can't that wait. on Saturday. Is that good? Why do you like that, DJ5? Why is Saturday, that one? 12th of August. Just Google it, man. That's really? all, that is all I can see. It's a really Google immersive it. festival where right, it's got right. all these, they build all these different districts, they're called, right? right. And each of them have all got like their Hunger own Games. theme. It's like Mad Max. Almost like, like it's Mad Max. It's like Mad Max, It's quite apocalyptic. And they've got loads of people that employ as actors just to stay in character throughout the entire time that you're there. Like, uh, it's like a boomtown fair, what post office and stuff Saturday. like that, and just mental thing. Like a job centre, you can brilliant. go in and just be you. And Aye. these people are all acting to perform <laughs> these roles. Um, there's, there's a new festival, hopefully uh, starting, and that, that we're going to be playing on in August. We're just waiting on that being confirmed. Um, we're in talks to play. The when talks Highland, is like fucking super up to date here, isn't uh, it? Highland Games uh, right. in Dunoon oh. Stadium for the Kill Gathering right, at the, the end of August. That used to be the biggest Highland Aye, Games in the world. Like, that's right. Uh, yeah. uh, still the biggest in Scotland. Uh, we're going to be back down to the northeast of England at the beginning of September to play Lindisfarne Festival again. Run for home. And then. <laughs> 
as I can. Always when somebody says Lindisfarne, that uh, comes out of my head. Sorry. Fogging the times <laughs> all mine, all mine. That's what I'm going to say. I went for the good one, guys. Come on, man. It was uh, Gaza before he was ah, in yes, chicken it. wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it up at uh, shootouts <laughs> in the middle of the night. Morty. 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 We've got Live at Troon. We're playing that with yeah. some, some belters as well. Uh, have Mercy Las Vegas are on that. Um, and then hopefully we'll be back out to South Korea again. That sounds like a good wee run of gigs coming at our festival. It's a hell of a run for the fucking yellow right. movement, isn't it? Good right. stuff. Another right. busy year. Brilliant. Get you down the front for a, for a hug-off and a dance-off. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be down the front at Belladrum with something yellow uh, and I will start some kind of call. Why don't you buy a fucking T-shirt? Instead of wearing something yellow, buy a T-shirt. I've <laughs> got a merch store. What's the merch fair store? Dues, fair dues, but, but you mean you've not got one already? Well, is that? I know. It's just mentioned then while we were well, on. Can I just um, say as well? I didn't. I thought they were all yellow, right? Until I saw some of the documentary earlier, and I was ah, oh, brilliant. There's ones known yellow. Pink and frankly, black and purple. I look shit in yellow, and I was just like, I can't have this. So <laughs> I will. I will get a t-shirt of another colour with splashes of yellow in it. Everybody looks good on yellow. No, we, we've just um, <laughs> we, we've started. Um, Got a new merch site with T-Shirt Nation. Um, right. uh, so just just Google T-Shirt Nation, and we've got our our, our band logo icon on their homepage. Yeah, I'll take, take shop you through their page. That. Uh, aye, so T-Shirt Nation are down. They're just across from the thirteenth floor. They're next door to Mo it. Mono Cafe Bar. Right. Been there a long time, um, and they brilliant. Uh, they're, they're doing free postage on nice. all, all of our orders, or you can collect uh, in store as well. And uh, we've got some some new some new stuff on on that site with them. So I check it out if you're wanting I some will, some bad merch. I on yellow yellow t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. T-shirts, hoodies, yeah. you name it. Pleasure. Oh, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. It's been, guys, a, it's been yeah. brilliant. Thank, thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. Remember, Cheers. folks. Though, don't be, before you go, please don't forget about the competition. We've got two we'll t-shirts to week. give away. We'll keep going at this, uh, and we'll we'll get the information. Do we have a correction section or anything? No, no. No, we've we've been good recently. No correction section. I think that's a fucking lie. I just. We've not picked true. up on anything yet. True. Right, well, guys, I am then oh, with one. you. I have one. What? 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 what, I've, what, I've, what I what? messed up Sarah Cox and Zoe Ball last time. I get them mixed up, and I said Zoe Ball done a 24-hour dance thing, but it was Sarah Cox. Oh, for Red Nose Day? Aye. Oh, yeah. 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 I get the two of them blue. I don't even know if they look the same. They're just they're the same similar. I think we used to hire the We're the lads of the 90s. The ladettes of the 90s, aye. We're talking about doing a... Trying to break a Guinness uh, Book of World Records record uh, at the Academy gig, which is the the biggest hug off, is that which right? I think is only around about um, full five and five. One of the the singers in the band, who's the wife of Homoglophonic Homoglodite, <laughs> Mogarembo on on drums. Um, hi, she's she's been doing the homework on this and says that it's it's. Like the record currently is only like about 150 people or something like that. I is mean, that right, really? we, we've already broke oh, that. I'm sure you can do at that. At one of our gigs before, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> the bar is definitely. Just have um, all strangers just hug each other? Sometimes. Ah, yeah, that's it. Hello, feel the love. The people oh, that, feel the love. I love. Like fucking love. Mm, one sus love. Suspect hard ones in amongst the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, love, and mustard. <laughs> Guys, is it cool if I play out with Cross the Road? Of course it's it is. Cool. Absolutely. Well, in that case, that's exactly what I'm uh, going to play out with. Thanks very much again.
Thank, Thank you. you. Thank I don't like much. gay icon myself, but on you go, Dan. We're going with the latest release to help them out here. You, can listen, you can listen to that on the way home. Nicole. I'm gone, don't worry. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Diane. Thank you. Thank you.